Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to the Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 14. I am one of your hosts, my name's Fred Rojas. And joining me today from the East Coast is Mr. Trees. How are you doing, Trees? Uh, it is uh, Cinco de Mayo. As we record this, and I am celebrating by drinking the whitest beer known to man. <laughs> drinking some Samuel Adams <laughs> from the most whitest racist city <laughs> in the world. You know, Boston. I was I gonna get. That. I That's was gonna a, get a know. Mexican beer. Oh, Boston's yeah. not. Boston's very multi- white, the most racist just, city. But only you're if up you go there. to South, Only if you go to Southie. But listen, <laughs> that's about it. I uh, I got myself a nice little uh, little IPA here. What uh, is what now? What is your your nationality, Fred? I am Costa Rican and European mutt. The two confirmed parts of my European mutt is German and English. Okay, so you so you got no no Mexico in you? No Mexican? No Mexican. Uh, oh, we, so we were okay. learning this. Uh, so. Uh, as you know, I work for a lab, and we do COVID testing. And of course, they mm-hmm. different areas. We we work outreach, uh, and different areas want different information. The state requires demographics on any um, mm-hmm. on any on any positive, but like other areas, just want to collect certain info. So when they collect it, we put it in our system and feed it back to them in their reports. And one of those was race and ethnicity. And this is not, this is something you only deal with if you're Hispanic. I'm just going to come out and say it. And the reason I laugh about this is it's not because of Kansas. It's not because we're podunk Kansas, blah, 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 blah. We're Kansas City. We're, we're, we're relatively decent. 16th market, kids. 16th market. No, 32nd market. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold up. But somebody in my team was like, what's the difference between race and ethnicity? And I said, so race is everything from like, you know, black, white, Asian, Mexican, you know, everything like that. And then ethnicity is this fun thing that America came up with. I don't know if it's America, but that that we came up with where we ask if you're Hispanic without any other (laughs) question. Because your ethnicity is either Hispanic, non-Hispanic, or I'd rather not say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So technically... The way I am on the American census is I am a Caucasian Hispanic male. Oh, okay. I am a white Hispanic. Nice. Um, but yeah. And Costa Rica, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Central America. So the little bridge of land that's out in between the Pacific and, uh, and Atlantic Oceans uh, between North and South America. So South of Mexico. North of South America uh, is Costa Rica. Costa Rica is one of the last uh, countries, so further south, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're right you, there. You are Hispanic. I am, and you get you get more Hispanic if you roll the R in your name. It's yes. a real quick Rojas. Yes, it's a real quick, subtle thing. But if you want to ethnic it up a little bit, you can yeah. just roll. You just I roll. think I got a scholarship. Calling yeah. myself Rojas. Yeah, you just roll it at the at the hotel desk. <laughs> lobby trill. And you get, yeah, yeah I'm, my last name's O'Connor, so I am the least <laughs> ethnic person you you will find. You know, <laughs> what do you mean? It was my ethnicity. I'm white. It was it was funny because uh, <laughs> the story was always like I'm like my dad is straight up down the middle English Irish. Mm. Dad was Irish. 
mother was English. Uh, <laughs> their parents hated each other, right? Because it was the old days. Yep. Oh, and yeah. English people didn't like the mix. Now, <laughs> my mother's side was like this far rock away New York, like, like you said, like just mutt, right? It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like German, Dutch, all this nonsense. Uh, an Indian, like Native American Indian. Mm-hmm. And the story was, <laughs> this is a story that I was told okay. since I was like little. This should be good. Right? It was like my great-grandfather, right, Yeah, was was with a Native American. Like, you know, that was his, his – Like woman. biblically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he just, he left her and shacked up with her sister. And that's where my grandmother came from, right? Oh, my grandfather came from, I guess. And that was the story. So it was always like, oh, so I'm from a long line of like, you know, yeah, <laughs> adulterers like raping, raping the land. You know what I mean? Like horribleness. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then like literally two years ago, uh, whenever he's doing this DNA shit, mm-hmm. and my uncle, he's just like, I want to say he's in his late seventies. He he decided to go on this real kick, and uh, he gets us all together with our family tree. My mother said my my dad's passed away a long time ago and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he's like, they find out they're pretty much just German and mostly Scottish, and I'm like, what happened to the Indian? They're like, yeah, that it turns out uh, someone ancestry.com. Someone someone wrote down the wrong. It was two Arnholtz, and uh, we followed the wrong one. <laughs> Because we're fucking, my mother side's a bunch of idiots. You know. And, uh, hilarious, man. That's that's actually uh, very common. I'm going to probably offend at least one uh, person out there, at least Chase, uh, mm-hmm. with this story. But uh, I dated a girl uh, named uh, Diana, um, <clears throat> who is this fiery redhead. A real wonderful girl. She was a club DJ slash bartender slash... Um, Drug dealer. She was a great girl. She was oh, a fun. Right. She was a fun girl. Actually, like not, but but not bad drug dealer. Like she's oh, just no. You know those people who uh, you you know city living. <laughs> you know those people in downtown Chicago. There's just always one person. It was like Trent always has just a weird hodgepodge of drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, you just right. turn and be like Trent. Do you have any? ecstasy right now uh, i don't know do i have molly uh let me see let me see yeah yeah actually i do you know and like she was kind of that girl but anyway i met her i sold her a cell phone actually and we ended mm-hmm. up dating um for a long time almost married the girl actually uh until uh like your grandfather's uh father she uh she uh, uh celebrated <laughs> us talking about getting engaged and me going on the hunt for a ring by fucking the one guy at her work I hate. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, but she was a sweet gal. Don't let that one uh, that one activity. Oh, course not. Course it, not. We broke up over it, but uh, that doesn't make her a bad person. Um, but anyway, she always thought she was real exotic. Her mom used to tell her that their past was like Czech Republic and uh, like... Her dad had this exotic, like, 
you know, su- South African mixed with Eastern European kind of thing with a little Egyptian in there. And she comes to find out that her mom fucking cheated on her dad and had her. And she's fucking French Canadian. And like, that's all she is. <laughs> oh my God. That's not a at all. There's plenty of those. <laughs> and then she found out she had a dad. This is probably why she cheated on me. Not to take it out on me, but just because she was a life of chaos. She yeah. found out that her dad wasn't her dad. And then the same week found out this other dude that's just this random French Canadian, like ginger, you know, kind of looked like, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, who is it? Um, who, who does Dustin Diamond play? Screech. He kind of looked like the redheaded Screech with freckles. Oh, boy. And she finds out this is her fucking dad. And he's just this deadbeat that her mom fucked one time and had her. Like, she had a rough week. But anyway, that that tragedy was just like, yeah, she had this exotic family lineage that ended up being, she just, her, her dad was just like some dude in a province. So in a good. town of like 70 people that her mom just like she, whisked away to a cabin with. She sounds, she sounds more exotic than her dad was. Yeah. I tell she you this. She was. She was a great gal. But she was my first any, hipster chick. For any listeners out there uh, that want adventure in their life, and I, I, this is firsthand knowledge. I'm giving you advice. If you want adventure, and I don't mean sexual adventure. I just, in general, mm-hmm. life adventure, and you want some good stories, uh, date strippers. Because <laughs> they, you didn't see that one coming, did you, Fred? But I can say firsthand knowledge and not good adventures. I'm not saying they're great adventures, but I'm saying if you want situations where you say to yourself, "He's at not some wrong," point, where you go, "How the fuck did I get here?" Mm-hmm. If you want to say that a lot to yourself, like, you know, how did I get in this house with these people? I don't know these people. A data stripper, because you will find yourself in plenty of situations so- where uh, you have adventures in life. And they are adventures because I had a roller coaster of a 48 hours with a stripper and um, trees. Uh, she uh, the strippers uh, are people. Uh, a lot of people of don't know. Well, a lot of people don't know that people just think they're sex workers in disguise um, and they're not. Uh, the, the, the biggest challenge with a stripper when you bring her home uh, for my, my buddy was uh, my roommate slash good buddy was was pretty uh, decent guy about it too he was like we have a no borders policy but she can have the weekend so um but we were i was a server she was a stripper so the weekend was like tuesday night to thursday night you know <laughs> yeah yeah and in that time we played a playstation 2 game together i cannot remember what it was and i think it was just because she was bored because i didn't have any drugs or alcohol i was 19 at the time um she would sit around the house gorgeous girl and she mm-hmm. would sit around the house with, like, nothing on, ass hanging out the whole time. Yeah. But, like, I would try to get fresh with her. And she's like, no, I have this. No, I'm a fucking lady. I'm on, like, I'm, I'm on, not going to fuck you just because yeah. you let me stay I'm in your break. house. Yeah. I'm on break, yeah. And then I was like, well, can we date? And she was like, I'm not dating you either. I, I had a lot of adventures with no sexual payoff. So strippers are a fount of adventure, not necessarily yeah. the kind you're expecting, though. Here's, here's what you hear from a stripper a lot when you date them. My wife Again, is giving me a fantastic look right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, what strippers love to say, no matter where you're going with a stripper uh-huh. in the car, they love to say, oh, we got to stop right here here real quick. Yeah, strippers always have some place need you to stop. stop real There's quick. There's places to <laughs> stop. And it's people you don't want to stop around. Yeah. And somehow strippers know a lot of people, apparently. 
it turns out they they make a lot of connections. And when you're just trying to go from A to B, like go to dinner, it takes four hours because no matter what street you turn down, they need to stop real quick. Hey. Okay, yeah. what were we talking about? Video games? Yeah, no. I got off track on <laughs> that one. Strippers or adventures. We well, went no. from uh we went from Cinco de Mayo to dating strippers. Well, so the reason Cinco de Mayo you didn't realize was because these are holidays that have passed, such as May the fourth, but that Yeah. Sorry. That wasn't really a holiday anyway, but um these are these are dates that like the public like out and aboutness used to um promote right and now without that stuff you know Mm -hmm. without a mexican joint for you to go to and wait three hours to have like bad americanized mexican oh my god you ain't kidding my wife had a coupon for some place called like banditos some horrible thing of course there's always one like that (laughs) and i'm like and she's like hey you want to get that tonight and i'm like you ain't getting that tonight well, she was saying this yesterday, like about dinner tonight. I'm like, you know, right, right. You plan for it, that. yeah. And she's like, yeah, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll get some stuff. And then tonight, she told me, she goes, yeah, we forget that place. We didn't want to go there, so we would we just drove by the Taco Bell because you know, fine you Mexican cuisine. And she said the drive-through <laughs> was around the corner. Yes. And I go, that's hilarious. Oh no, I, like people who. Uh, so, like, yeah, what I've noticed with just some of my own friends is people are terrible right now. So my friends who always used to eat three meals a day fast food, you know, you yeah. know that friend. Yeah. You might be that friend uh, that, you know, Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast, Subway for lunch, and McDonald's for dinner um, yeah. or Taco Bell or something. Like seven days a week, though. When the, when the pandemic hit, you know, these people uh, would just bought a shit shitload of food just bought a freezer in some cases and just packed it full of meat and everything like that and then they learned over the course of that first week that making three meals a day is hard even if you're working from home it sucks yeah and they quickly moved back into that mode well i in in my neck of the woods in 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 my suburb of kansas um just every fast food and takeout place is always just an, a ridiculous line. So now it's at an all-time high. Yep. And, yeah, I have seen shit. Like, when I drive home from work, because, you know, like you, I'm one of those weirdos who goes to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, when I drive home from work, yeah, you pass, like, the Freddy's cheeseburgers and the Culver's and the Arby's. And the, I'm definitely Midwesterning myself mm-hmm. here. And the Taco John's and the Taco Bell and the McDonald's. And the lines are just around the parking lot twice. They've had to come up with like ticket systems to like send people to the parking lot so they can run the food out. I I did get Wendy's for for a quick snack today. Uh Uh-huh. And um, because I went back to work today for the first day. Today was my first day after my week. Yeah, it was wonderful. (laughs) And uh, so... I, I was driving home and I said, I'm going to grab me a burger. And, when, and there was no one there. I thought they were closed for a second. I said, I'll go up to the drive-thru. And sure enough, they were open. I got me a burger and fries. And I don't know what magic Wendy's uses. but like, They don't freeze their burgers. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I say I don't get the the makeshift one, right, where it's just like I order – just give me a burger and it's already made. Like I get a burger with ketchup only. So that's sort of like a special order. Sure, sure. And they literally could chuck it to me by the time I get to the window. And I'm like, how do they do that? How? Oh, yeah. Because the employees were making dinner. You said there was no line. 
It was amazing. You know, so. uh, you did you did pick a great day for it. I don't know if you've seen, and I, we are not going to talk about world events unless it, it pertains to us. And so here we go. Um, so there's a, a meat shortage, because I don't know if you've heard, but meat packing plants seem to be a hotbed for coronavirus, uh, oh, no. as Kansas is showing. Um, but uh, since all the other fast food places freeze their beef and then distribute it to their restaurants and Wendy's does not they refrigerate their beef which gives them like three weeks but like not three months you know right the food short the beef shortage has affected wendy's and wendy's is unable to restock large portions of its stores so its stores will have burgers for a while but in a week or so wendy's is out oh no get your wendy's while you can yeah so you picked a great day for it i'm kind of thinking about getting wendy's for lunch tomorrow some wendy's don't get the fries though Worst fries. Well, you know what? My area has solved that problem. Mm-hmm. The Wendy's is next to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and there's a Freddy's I told you about. Do you guys have Freddy's out there? No. So it's called like California is. Burgers. And depending, you seem like a uh, burger with just ketchup kind of guy. That's it. Um, Don't I even used put to put a pickle on the fucking plate. No, I used mad. to be. I used to be uh, ketchup and onion. That was my thing. I've always loved onions. I don't know. It's weird. Like as a kid, I could eat raw onion like an apple. I know, gross. But um, I was always ketchup and onion. I have about three years ago taught myself to like everything, and the only thing that didn't make it was mayonnaise. But I digress. And so now I like to put all kinds of shit on my burgers. But anyway, Freddy's is a California burger place that has little shoestring fries. I like those. Yeah, yeah, no, they're very good, and um, they do, uh, their burgers are just your usual, you know, lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion on them, uh, but you can take off or put anything on there, and then they their sauce that they want you to dip both the fries into and they put on the burgers is the Freddy's sauce, mm-hmm. which is like that pink sauce that's like, I think it's mayo and ketchup together or something, Ugh. it's a big California thing, I guess, I it's like gross that. as shit, uh, but... But their fry sauce is a little closer to like a Thousand Island almost. Uh-huh. I can kind of get behind that. Mm. Sometimes you just got to do... Actually, what I do most of the time is throw chili on shit. They'll throw chili on anything, which I really like. And so I usually just throw chili on a cheeseburger and then you don't need sauce. I was uh, at my Dunkin' Donuts this morning. Yeah? Go on. Getting uh, you know, my morning run. My morning run saved thing of a bagel. Toasted bagel with butter on it and, and uh, frozen chocolate. And uh, they had a uh, croissant that had rolled bacon and cheese inside of it. Nice. I don't know how they do it. They bake oh, it I inside the croissant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you how to do it. I can make it. Then they had bacon fries. You can get bacon fries there, but those didn't look that great. So are they bacon-flavored fries or are they f- – Fries, they look like fries, but it's just strips of bacon. I think it's strips of bacon that are fried up. You know what? Good for them. We have a place around here that does what they call millionaire bacon. It's $5.99 for two strips of bacon, and it's just candied bacon. They just oven bake brown sugar coated bacon. There you go. Simple. Anyway, um, that's that's a Kansas millionaire right there. (laughs) But uh, um, so... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, trees. I am. I am burning hard uh, at work. Um, <laughs> we had this was gonna happen, and we haven't even had the craziness hit really in Kansas. Uh, it's starting. 
because uh, they're starting to open up stuff. Not in our area. Uh, we were smarter, but uh, other areas are opening up stuff, and they're coming to our area. And I do a lot of the outreach stuff. And we did have a uh, member of our team leave, and so we're starting to absorb his stuff. So everything's kind of ramping up. And then, of course, Kansas had to make the news today. We're number 50, Trees. 50 out of 50. Worst state for testing. <laughs> Good job, man. important. You got to try to be the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you try to be the top, you try to be the bottom. Yeah, when you start floating below the halfway mark, you, you shoot for the bottom. Say, listen, we're not going to make it to the top. Let's <laughs> let's dump all efforts now and get to the bottom. So everybody was talking about how Kansas is the worst for testing. And, of course, I, being someone who works for a major lab for Kansas City, uh, you know, we got the speech. Okay, so so-and-so has left our team, so we're absorbing his responsibilities. Fred, you know the most about them, so we're going to have you do most of those. Okay, yep. so now I've gained that. <clears throat> and then they come to me and they're like, yeah, we're going to up – upgrade the outreach because uh you know our testing sucks we need to bring those numbers up and what you've been doing lately they said to the whole team this is my boss too so it's not like my boss is being a dick Mm -hmm. uh what you've been doing lately we'd like to say is probably 60 to 70 percent we want to up that ante we want you to work about 30 40 percent harder than you have been and trees it's been like an 8 a.m till i got out of work today at I had to leave early. <laughs> I left the house today at about eight fifteen, and I left work early today at six fifteen, and got home about six thirty. Oh man! And my wife's having to delay dinner; like she can't, you right. know, yeah, and stuff like that. And that's Monday through Friday. <sighs> then there is the random texts at midnight, the random texts at six a.m. Those come basically all week and i'm not on call either that's i'm about to go on call where that'll be 24 7 and then on the weekends i've been having to remote in not much and nobody's asking me to somebody was laughing about me talking about working on my day off uh so they weren't laughing they were just like why are you doing work on your day off and my company's kind of playing this game which a lot of companies play you might have some experience with it no one asked me to do it but you know I don't even mean their consequences. You know you're leaving someone hanging, and when we're dealing with something like COVID testing right now, I can't leave people hanging. Mm-hmm. You know you're leaving someone hanging if you don't address it because the other people can't address it, and they can't do it with the priority you're giving it. And so it's like you're beat. You know what I mean? Like somebody else can do your job, but like they're not going to do it the same way or as effectively as you, and they've got to take time away from their own jobs to do it. And so, yeah, I'm going to do it. But it just, it's, it's a little discouraging right now to know that where I'm at, they want me to crank up the juice another, like, third. And I was like, oh, So I'm trying to feel a little bit better. Um, and uh, my wife and I booked a, a cabin by the lake oh. um, in June with the daughter. Nice. Uh, it's one of those cute little cabins, but they have like luxury and stuff. So we got the yeah, Lake of the yeah, Ozarks yeah. out here. So it's a it's a small two bedroom cabin, but it's got uh, the amenities, right? It's got a TV. It's got things like that. It's it's really eclectic looking. I kind of like those Airbnbs where like personality is what's selling them. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a really kind of eclectic place. It's on the water, on the main lake. Has beautiful views. Has a huge. I love how the 
back porch is like this wooden porch with a grill and uh, like two full dining room tables and like <laughs> screened in area. The back porch is about as big as the fucking cabin. Nice. And then uh, the dock is a full dock with one of those fishing cabins so that you can fish day or night uh, and uh, even in the winter. And it's got a little cutout, like a, a decent like two by five foot cutout so you can fish right under the dock. Um, so we, we rented that and they, they had a really good price for it and stuff like that. So, uh, we did like an extended four day weekend at the end of, uh, June. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Get to deal with that. Of course I was on call that weekend, so I had to trade that up and that was all stressful, but I got that figured out. Um, and just needing to unwind, but I'll tell you trees. Uh, I've been getting in a little gaming here and there on the weekends and stuff, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but I can't get to certain things I want to. You know, yeah. that, new, uh, that new Mortal Kombat animated Scorpion's Revenge movie came out. Yeah? I got it. Yeah, Target had a sale. Nice. I got the 4K disc is that for on, like 18 bucks. Is that on streaming anywhere or is it just... Yeah, you buy? can... Uh, it's on um, Amazon streaming, Vudu streaming, but it's not oh. like free. You have to buy That's it. That's what I mean. Is it is it out anywhere for free? Like no, it's not anywhere for free. I could yeah. share with you my Vudu login. No, that's uh, fine. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, it's, it's not too expensive though. There's a sale right now. I think they've, they've gauged the waters cause it came out like a week ago. Mm-hmm. It's 10 bucks for like this week on either Amazon or Voodoo. And if you have movies anywhere, it kind of opens up onto all your other services. So your call. Um, yeah, but, I'm uh, I'm but fine. I picked it up. I want to watch it. It's super violent. It says like, this is hardcore R. Yeah. So I want to watch it and I haven't gotten around to it. I'm hoping to get to it tomorrow. Um, but but I haven't even gotten to watch my movie. And I don't know if there's a reason for the 4K or anything. Uh, when I decided to buy it, all the Blu-ray copies were 1995, and Target had some random deal on 4Ks. If you buy them online but pick them up at like the, the curbside pickup, mm-hmm. you got 25% off or something. So I ended up getting the movie for like 18 bucks. So I saved two bucks to go to the 4K version. Sure. Nice. Um, I also like this. It came <laughs> with an insert card with a promo code. Yeah. Yeah, and it says, Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. Your opinion matters to Warner Brothers. It says, go over here and put in this survey code to give your opinion of this movie and future endeavors. Oh. <laughs> survey closes 72820. What do you get? So, you just I don't do know. I got to watch the movie first. I assume they're going to ask me what I think of the movie, so I got to at least watch the movie first. But, uh, but yeah, so. I like that. I like the trailer for that. Trailer for that made me laugh. Yeah, trailer looks like you know what? It seems like they're aware of what they're making, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. Right? The, the last line shows Johnny Cage going, This thing better not go straight to video. And it's like available on video. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. for the record, that was going straight to video even if theaters were open. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. Good for them. But <laughs> so we'll see. It'll probably be cheaper later, but uh, you know me, I've always got to get the video game stuff. I got that cheesy Doom movie from last year, Doom Annihilation, which ain't great, but for eight bucks, if you need mm-hmm. it as an add-on in an Amazon order, it mm-hmm. was fine. Doom Annihilation. That's on so. streaming somewhere. I know I saw that. Oh, I'm sure it is. I think it's on Netflix or something. I, yeah. I scrolled scrolled by it. It's worth your 90 minutes. It, you know what? It's better than you would think it is. Is it better than the, the Rock Doom? Remember that happened? It's, that's its own thing. Yeah. So that movie is absurd for so many reasons. And if you if you have the Blu-ray, which I doubt you do, Trees, but there's no, a making uh. of on there that's an hour long. 
And what I love about it is the people who made that movie took that shit real serious. I think <laughs> I heard about you've that. you seen that movie, you're like, what? Because The Rock didn't take it serious. No. And uh, who's that other guy? He's the guy who, he's in all kinds of movies. He's a fantastic character actor. He's, um... He's Doc in uh, in the new Star Trek movies, but uh, he's oh, in so many yeah. other things. Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah. He also he's just like fucking having fun. That was like one of the Rock's first movies, right? Like after he did like the Scorpion King, right? And then he did like Doom. That was when you really started getting to action movies. And I don't know if you know this. They talk about it in the making of also Carl Urban actually cast as the Rock's character and the Rock cast as the lead. Mm-hmm. And like a day into the making the movie, The Rock was like, no, I want to be the fucking bad guy. And like, just like threw a big deal about it and got everything changed. He was funny because his first movies were all like video game movies. And then they all got, yep. like he was supposed to do Spy Hunter. Yeah, he was. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. It never came came to be, but like his first crop of movies were all supposed to be like video game movies. I think he was in Battleship. I have no idea. I don't think. And he he's definitely in Rampage, which no one liked Rampage, Rampage but right. me. But yeah. Uh, Rampage. I forgot about Rampage. Yeah. We, so did everybody else. But yeah. me. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm just, I'm Burnt, just getting yeah. burned out. Just trying to take things that one day sucks, time. man. Well, you know, take, take a little break tonight. Vent a little. And oh yeah. Well. Talk and, you know. Yeah. I lo- you know, it's like I see I'm I'm relaxed because I, I just I just ended my two weeks of, of nothing. And I'm a little which... I'm a little upset about it because I was sorta I realized something. Uh, um and my wife got mad at me because I told her um because she's like a get up and go person. If there's empty space So is my wife. There's chores and things to do where I'm the opposite. If there's empty space, cool, leave me alone. Like, yeah. I got shit to do. So it drives her nuts that, you know, for two weeks, uh, you know, you, you can't fill two weeks with chores. Like, you can't do it. So there was a lot of downtime. And I would get shit done. Like we talked about last week, like I, I did the, the kitchen over. And uh, this week, a week that just passed, I had to patch a hole in the bedroom upstairs, which basically... There's a big hole, and uh, the wall was messed up. It basically entailed me replacing like a, a like a six by four foot piece of she drywall. Yeah. yeah, so it was a big project. I just got it done today, actually. Um, but in between, there was a lot of nothing. And I, I mean, I remember the- playing Spider Man one night really late, mm-hmm. and I got I went to shut down my PS4, and mm-hmm. it said you were still playing. I was like, oh shit, it's like one thirty my time. My yeah. <laughs> So my wife make, makes masks every night. Yeah. So she's preoccupied. She's up in the bedroom sewing away to like between midnight and one. And basically I put we put the kid to bed by eight, eight thirty. My daughter's yeah. old enough to do whatever she wants, right? Right. So it's like from eight thirty to like midnight for two weeks I fucking gamed. There you go. And so I told her, I said, listen, I know there's a lot of human suffering going on right now and, and heartache and, and bad shit, but I think I could do with a pandemic like every six months, <laughs> you know, self-quarantine. Well, you I, might get it for a while. I hate to say I, I said, this, but. <laughs> so I, could, 
<laughs> I could deal with the self quarantine, like say every six months. She was mad at me. She goes, "You shouldn't joke around like that." I'm like, "I'm just saying. look." I'm here's what I'll say: pandemic or not, social distancing might become a new practice. I'll take on. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But, so, uh, so anyways, yeah. So I had my two weeks, and um, they, it's kind of up now. So I, I started back to work today, and you know, it, it, I did do the self quarantine thing pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it's funny listening to people in kind of major cities and apart like apartment complexes where they really are like shut in. Like mm-hmm. even though I, we were self quarantined, our neighborhood is is to, it's close knit, but yet everybody can be out and still be pretty far apart. But it mm-hmm. still feels pretty like a block party. You know what I'm saying? Even oh, though yeah. no one's six feet near each other. But you know this whole section, you know. Oh, see, we didn't have that. We've got all the bad behavior here. Block parties no. getting broken up by the cops. It's no. like they're fucking teenagers. No. Uh, we have a stay-at-home order right now, mm-hmm. and a bunch of shops decided we're just going to open up and let's oh. see if the city stops us. Nice. Yeah, and so we've got a lot of bad the, behavior. You got the last and everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, we spent another weekend in New Hampshire. Right. Uh. A lot more chores this time. My wife figured oh. out quick that last weekend there was way too much. Uh, sure, the wallpaper. <laughs> people just enjoying themselves too much last <laughs> the last weekend before, and she's like, "Well, we got to put an end to that." How about you? Seen the how about wallpaper? you? How about you power wash the fucking back of the cabin? Oh, okay. I'll do that. I, I get to power wash the fence this week. So geez. I did power wash the back of a, a log cabin, and nice. uh. So I didn't get to play my my Legend of Dragoon as much. I did sit and play a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but you know it was good times. I tell you what, uh, people in New Hampshire, uh, it wasn't as lawless as you would think, as far as the quarantine stuff going. Like you know, everybody had their masks. You know, you went to the store and and mm-hmm. everybody's following the rules. You you the only ones that weren't following the rules. And I don't want to generalize here about New Hampshire people. Uh, but they were the people that would look like they wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> right? I'm just saying trucker hats and trucks with big ties and a lot of camo. Those people <laughs> didn't seem to give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else was... Uh, you made yeah. me think of some guy I saw at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, maybe right. if a face mask was made out of an American flag, they'd wear it. But otherwise, than that, I don't, I don't know. So we need MAGA face masks. I don't uh, know. But uh, but yeah, New Hampshire was fine. I mean, it, it, New Hampshire is a lot more spread out, obviously. So right, it's, it's right. not as like not not everybody's on high strung as it was. And there was a uh, there was uh, hand wipes down there in the store. It wasn't like oh, ransacked nice. like around here. So, uh, you know what? I'll give our stores credit. Yeah, they uh, they wipe stuff down right when you walk in, like mm-hmm. as like a courtesy almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all teenagers. Because one thing we're having, and I've talked to uh, Chase about this around here, but um, Kansas has a bunch of people who could work but choose not to. That mm-hmm. happens a lot around here. And so a bunch of uh, adult fast food and um, grocery store workers just were like, you know what? fuck this and just left their jobs yeah just yeah fuck this and so it's mostly teenagers who 
we know they're not going to school. So they're all running the grocery stores. And I got to give it to them. Like, I think I could get down with a teenage-run grocery store. Like, it's it's not the chaos you think it is. No. There's a little more socializing, a little more people sitting around, chatting with each other with masks on. Mm-hmm. But... They, yeah, they they wipe down the carts, they hand it to you, and the guy's like, "Do you want a? Uh, would you like a, an additional wipe for your hands as well? Mm-hmm. Do you want to use that wipe to like open and close like freezers and stuff while you're walking around the store? Like they 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 acknowledge they do something I never thought teenagers did. They acknowledge the behaviors of older adults and then help you accomplish that behavior. <laughs> there you go. So, well. I mean, good. <laughs> you know, I mean, otherwise, Annette from last show, really not much has happened in my week. Uh, you know, I never made it to the liquor store, like I said I was doing last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm still drinking uh, orphan beer. I got two. I have a Sam Adams Boston Lager, and then I have a Sam Adams Winter Lager, and the label is worn off. So nice. I don't I don't know what it. I don't know what uh floor of what car this has been rolling around on for a while. Mm-hmm. Rub that label off, but I'm drinking this. And uh and I ordered an adult scooter today. Nice. Because uh my daughter got a scooter, a bigger scooter, like a like uh-huh. you know uh for Easter and because it wasn't pink and she's emotionally uh, wrecked. Uh, she started crying about it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, don't use it then. I'll use it. So I started using it with, with my son because he goes out on his little three-wheeled mm-hmm. scooter. And I was using the big scooter. And I was like, this is goddamn fun, man. This is a fun <laughs> show. I like this they scooter. They are, yeah. <laughs> and the minute she saw me having fun on it, uh, and uh, then her friend's said it was cool because they liked the color blue. It was like this uh, Mm -hmm. metallic blue. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden she likes it because she is a follower and not a leader. Me and my wife have discussed this many times. (laughs) Well, my daughter's having the opposite problem where they're not going to play Minecraft with her anymore because she's too much of a leader. Bossy is the term I choose to use, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we've had, (laughs) she's gone through that phase too. But when it comes to social stuff, she is definitely not leading the pack. She is waiting to see what the pack is doing. And the, so still, she's Sony. So she's Sony. Yeah, still arguing in <laughs> about it until you know it's brutal. So so she started using the big scooter, and I was like, well, fuck it. I had so much fun. I'm gonna actually get me an adult like commuter scooter, you know, because that's mm-hmm. a thing. And uh, so I ordered a nice one today. Nice, nice one. So that will be coming. It's not a essential need so i think it'd be here in like two weeks or something but i don't know i was listening to the gamesindustry.biz podcast and apparently if you whine enough you can get your gamer chair overnight <sighs> i don't have a gamer chair turns out <laughs> but um, um but otherwise than that for that's that's my week as boring as it's been so no. This, games, week, this weekend, well, and we'll we'll be getting a game soon. So those of you who want mostly games, it's coming once we get through this rocky road. But um, so, <laughs> so my my weekend, my wife was off. She's mm-hmm. not off many weekends, and this will be like the last one she's off until we go yeah. to that cabin in eight weeks. Oh, um, man. Well, like she's not 
off. Like she's not working every weekend. She's just not off the full weekend is what I mean. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, and they announced pools won't be opening. We got our phases. Mm-hmm. And of course, every time an infection rate spikes, which we've already seen and they haven't even reopened the fucking place, uh, you know, they're going to go back and like pools and gyms and summer camps and stuff like that are part of like post phase three or whatever or phase three, which we'll never get to. And so my wife's just reading the writing on the wall. Mm. So she found one of those inflatable kind of big pools because my wife's a pool junkie and my daughter loves the pool yeah yeah so my wife found probably the last one i know see we don't ship you know we we don't want to take up that essential space we'll go for car rides so uh-huh. my wife found a place she found the last pool that was like this it's inflatable it's uh it's pretty big it's uh two <laughs> feet deep okay and it's like six feet wide and like 12 feet long. So it's this big old rectangular inflatable pool. Two feet. And it's got springs in the bottom of it. Okay. It, it, it's kind of a mini version of our trampoline, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, my wife treats it nice. She got a cover for it that oh. she made herself. Uh, it's, it's not like sold by the company. And she bought a tarp to put underneath it, <laughs> right? Keeps it nice. Yeah. And then it was supposed to rain and the temperature was supposed to drop a little bit. She didn't want the squirrels to get into it or have it get hurt. So she deflated it and, and laid it in the basement. So, you know, she's she's doing the role of the concerned guy. Um, but it was only like 35 bucks or something. But there was only one. You know that thing where it's like there's only one within 250 miles of your house? Yeah. And it was like in some place that was like 42 miles away. Totally. And my wife was like, road trip. <laughs> so my wow. wife drove out, got that uh, on Thursday and then wanted to enjoy it this weekend. So on Saturday, she inflated it. Um, it was 80 degrees outside. And so she left it out. She pulled the tarp off at eight in the morning. And so by like two, it was nice and warm. Um, eh warm for a pool right for like an unheated pool uh it was comfortable and um she and my brother-in-law were hanging out Uh, my brother-in-law comes over here because occasionally he'll watch autumn and uh, he doesn't go anywhere so we let him come over and hang out with us he's i think the only person who comes over in our quarantine times um and he only comes over like one um, i think this is second time since it started in six weeks so um but he came over and hung out with us and they were drinking beer and I ended up uh, playing video games because I don't like pools and I don't like being outside too long. My skin's not made for it. I'm just a big old pain in the ass. And so I hung out with everybody for an hour and then I went inside um, where there was air conditioning and video games and uh, did my thing. And they proceeded to drink a lot. And then <laughs> I was the guy who hadn't drank anything. So I was sent to the liquor store to buy more. Mm-hmm. Um and so we've got plenty of beer in the fridge because of that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't drink too much. I made the wrong decision. I I took a chance on a new rum, you know, because I thought it'd be a fun little tropical thing. Adventure. And yeah. it tastes like cough syrup. Oh. So I had one where I was like sipping it with some uh, diet cherry coke on the side, and it just wasn't working out. <clears throat> so I shot the rest of it, and that was terrible. Like mm-hmm. I I'd rather drink Robitussin. Yeah. And I don't like Robitussin for the record. So then I made a second one where I decided to mix it with the cherry Coke. That was even stupider. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, I paid $7 for this uh, half pint. There's like three quarters of this left. I don't need that $7. And I straight up just poured it down the, it <laughs> down happens. the drain. It I didn't happens. want that to happen to anybody else who was like, ooh, it's rum. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> 
So, um, so I didn't drink that day. Um, I don't like beer too, too much. I like it like with our show and when I have a couple, but, um, I'm not a beer drinker per Mm -hmm. se. So anyway, why wouldn't you just go with the, the classic, uh, Captain Morgan's coconut rum? So that's, uh, I don't like is coconut rum. Too or, sweet. Is it, or is it Parrot Bay? What am uh, I thinking? Parrot Bay is Captain Morgan's coconut, coconut rum. rum. There you go. I knew it was. Yeah. Just go yeah, with the classic. It's a little too sweet for me. It tastes good, but it's a little too sweet for me. I don't like sweet trees. I just don't like sweet. Um, we used to but drink, I do like regular Captain Morgan. We used to drink, and I definitely like the silver. We used, we used to drink the coconut rum mixed with uh, pineapple soda. You want to talk mm-hmm. about sweet drinks? Woo. Oh, yeah. That is some Yeah, you need to get you some fucking. Uh, God, what is that stuff? You need to get yourself some pineapple hyphy <laughs> and mix that with, uh, you know, there was a drink I always used to make at my bar uh, for any time girls told me they wanted a drink that wasn't too much alcohol that didn't taste like a mixed drink. I would take um, uh, one ounce of uh, vodka, one mm-hmm. ounce of coconut rum, and I would mix it with uh, pineapple juice and cranberry juice and then splash of grenadine and put a what we called a flag on top, which was a, uh, a uh, orange wedge wrapped around a maraschino cherry on a little umbrella. And uh, the ladies, oh. they quite liked that drink. Oh, so, you're welcome. I can send you the, the recipe sure. for it. Um, but yeah, so uh, there were a couple of IPAs left in the in the house not the ones that i usually like like i like those imperial nine percent alcohol by volume super bitter hoppy mm-hmm. ipas this is way more light this is a uh, light ipa that i don't even think has much alcohol in it and it's like i think it's 90 calories it's per- my wife found some weak ass ipa that's really <laughs> low in calories i don't know it's, but you can see why right that's 80 degree out in the pool weather yeah, stuff right you don't want nothing crazy. even my even my daughter overindulged. We buy those little cans of Sprite, and mm-hmm. in our house, like Autumn doesn't like. She likes sugar, plenty, but she doesn't like like juices and fruit juices and stuff like that. Yeah. So Autumn really just drinks uh, Sprite and water, really, and occasionally she'll drink other things. Um, and so, she, yeah, that day my wife had a couple too many beers. My brother-in-law definitely had too many beers. He spent the night, <laughs> and uh, and. Even Autumn had like three sprites and was up till like ten o'clock. <laughs> em- like empty cans on her f- yeah. bedroom floor. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, cleaning was- up that backyard of all the empty cans was yeah. was fun. Yeah, but because it started to rain in the evening and everyone was fucking drunk or wild, so I had to go clean up. Just passed out her sprite cans on the floor. Crooked tiara <laughs> from yeah. for her princess dresses all fucked yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Rough day. I forgot what we watched. What did we watch? Oh, we watched. Uh, we watched a feel-good movie. We watched uh, End War, and I made the worst joke of the week. So my terrible pandemic joke of the week is Julie's like, God, she's watching the uh, the beginning of it where they they show the aftermath of the snap, mm-hmm. and she goes, Oh God, the snap. It's kind of like the pandemic. I said, No, after the snap, you could hang out with people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanos is right. That's what no one wants to admit about that fucking movie was Thanos was not the bad guy. He was on to something. Too much dead weight. I'll tell you, uh, we went went from uh, uh, Moana, which my son still watches because he has a hook, and he reenacts the movie as it's going on with his hook. So he still watches that, right? 
He's moved on to Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University, which I can get with. Ah, uh, yes. Those movies are cool. Yes, uh, they are. But then, I think I was talking about, he, he started watching Lilo and Stitch, which is a movie I had never seen. I, obviously, I know it's... who Stitch is, but I have never watched it. That's an odd flick, man. It's that not is, great. It's... Chip loves Stitch. I don't know if he actually likes the movie, you it's... know, Chip from the B team. Yeah. But... That Stitch. movie's not great. My daughter does not like Lilo and Stitch. It, that and Big Hero 6, she won't watch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch is not like flow. And uh-huh. it's a very different type of Disney movie. Because uh-huh. it's like, yeah, I do, with the Elvis thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, the Elvis soundtrack, which is like, what kid gives a fuck about Elvis? But Elvis was obsessed with Hawaii. I think that's why. And but, then yeah. all the, the evil scientists, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking German accent. You're like, what is going on with this movie? It is messed up, man. And then, uh, yeah, and I forgot Stitch could talk. Like, I, yeah. I just didn't wa- ever watch. I never knew what the movie's about. Kind of like this, uh, yeah, but then he's, yeah, yeah, in the end, I forgot that he's oh, pretending yeah. to be a dog. The whole movie, he's <laughs> pretending to be a fucking dog. And yeah. then he finally talks at the end, and you're like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. then, so now I've gone from never knowing what that movie is, obviously, you know, to watching it. I've seen Leo and Stitch now, like, you know, 20, 30 times. Oh. And because of Disney Plus, he's found yeah. all the other Stitch movies. They've made a lot of Stitch oh, I fucking movies. They did a bunch of and TV shows and shit like oh, that. Yeah. They did Lilo and Stitch 2. They did Stitch the movie. They did Leroy and Stitch. That's, Leroy and Stitch, yeah. I remember fuck? thinking that was fake. I was like, Leroy and Stitch. That is not <laughs> fake. And I don't know because he's. His name's his real name's six two six. Yes, because he's experiment six two six, and so in Lilo and Stitch two and in or Stitch the movie, I think it's Stitch the movie. I don't know. They're all confused. It uh, is Stitch the movie. Yeah. The other six hundred and twenty five get loose. Yep. I've not seen it, but it's fucked up. So I've gone. <laughs> you know, I like Stitch as a character. I think he's 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 kind of cool, but. You know yeah. what's a good sequel that never got much play? Return well, of Jafar. That's something. Never seen you should Return go, of Jafar. You should go check Return out Jafar. Return of Jafar. I, Aladdin 2. I did say this, though. Yeah? When we're up in the cabin, because we have a Roku up at the cabin, so we're watching Disney mm. Plus up there the whole time. I said, you know, Lilo and Stitch never, at least in my opinion, never took off as like a top Disney. Like, he's no. a popular character. Like but ish. I think with cool. adults, not with kids. And uh, like my son, when he was a baby, had a Stitch T-shirt. I bought it for him because Stitch is cool. Right. Yeah, but I never even seen. Oh, Stitch. that's a good point. Yeah, I'm just like Stitch is cool. Stitch I Stitch is the new Bart Simpson. I think Fred, uh, that Stitch is ripe for a live action remake. Oh, you know that's coming. You know, because you can easily CG Stitch to look like a real thing. You got Sonic the Hedgehog oh, yeah. out there. You got the Pokemon movie. You yeah. can easily make Stitch look real. Detective Pikachu taught taught us that, yeah. And uh, I think he would actually look all right as a CG character. See, you know? my and, daughter's actually... Oh, yeah? And uh, it's a Nana or whatever the oldest sister that takes mm-hmm. care of Lilo. Because Lilo is like a crazy... Like They never say how their parents die or went away, I don't think. But she's basically the older sister, uh, voiced by Asia Carrera, I see in the credits. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they draw her very thick and curvy, mm-hmm. I noticed. She's wearing like short shorts in a tube top that pretty much the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 
They gave us some yeah. courage. I'm like, what is going on with this movie? This movie's so strange, man. So strange. That was a weird time for Disney because actually some of my favorite movies come out of that era. Uh, if your son hasn't seen it, you need to get him on Hercules and the Emperor's New Groove. I like Hercules. Like, I don't like Emperor's New Groove. Oh, what? Okay. Turns into a llama, right? Yeah. God. First of all, llama, best fucking animal ever. Second to the hippo. Second of all, John Goodman and fucking David Spade? Come on. Yeah, Come on. I guess you're right. And you know, Skeletor's the enemy? It's fantastic. Yeah, I'd probably have to watch it again. <laughs> so here's the difference when your kid becomes a, a female at eight. Um, I've been watching lots of The Descendants, uh, which we already had them all on oh, DVD, but they're in higher the, def now oh, on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Watched all three of them. Yeah. Third was I the told- weakest of the group. Third one is the weakest of the group, but that whole Hades daddy issues thing, uh, Autumn's like, Dad, here, let's sing this song. And I said, this is not a cool dad song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not. Anyway, so I've been watching a lot of that. And then Autumn has found, independently, all the Lego Marvel uh, oh, really? short movies on Netflix. Okay, those yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, my, my son watches them. Those, those he watches fantastic. one with the Hulk once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> the... the Hulk. The Thanos one's great. The the Spider Man one's great. The Hulk, the Avengers one's great. We, like they're all yeah. Great. We watched yeah. one with Ultron. Yeah, it. yeah. That one's probably Autumn's favorite. And Ultron too. is pretty funny um, in the yeah. in the Lego one. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, it's all pretty good. But um, all right, all right. Enough of this movie bullshit. What is um, going on here? All right, let's talk about some games. I've been playing a lot of games this week. Hmm. So, um, but, uh, well, I don't know who's going first. You, I'll, you should go first. I'll go because it's more of the same, right? Animal Crossing still going, uh-huh. still good, still fun. And Danny Trejo's joined your tribe. Has he? Yeah. Oh fuck. He was on Twitter, man. Going off about Animal Crossing. Yeah. Danny Trejo's fucking. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a gamer now. Like him. He's, um, well, I had a fun night the other night. It, it was such a weird, nostalgic trip. Like, it, 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 was, it was, I can't explain it, but Dana, mm-hmm. from one of my old Easy Mode co-hosts, you know, since she said her, her to, it's so crazy, because, uh, you know, obviously I still talk with her and Rob a lot, um, you know, mm-hmm. in text form or whatever. We have a group chat. But I remember when uh, her daughter was born. Right, like it was a big deal. It was almost at the tail end, you know what I mean, when she was becoming busy and and couldn't game. And now her daughter and son are like huge. You know, her son's like the same age as my son, almost. He might be a little older, but Nora's like eight. Oh, not eight. She's like six or something. Anyways, it's nuts to see how time has gone by. But she yeah. hasn't gamed much since the end of easy mode. I mean. Near the end of Easy Mode, she even admittedly said she wasn't really gaming anymore. She was more playing some mobile games on her phone, but mm-hmm. she really didn't have time. So she has not really gamed in like, you know, four years, five years. And she wrote me the other day and she said she broke down and bought a Switch in Animal Crossing. So right away, uh, she hopped online and she came to my town. And uh, to grab some fruit and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's Dana in my Animal Crossing town. We're both looking at each other, you know, a little characters. And my character's making, like, clapping 
and her character is like doing a cheerful thing with flowers. And you know, we if you know, easy mode was big on the DS versions. You know, we used to have easy mode Sunday, Animal Crossing Sundays, in the easy mode forums. I don't know if you remember, remember. that. Yep. And I everybody do. would open the towns, and her being in my town, and we were chatting. I said, "Wow, it's like good old days, huh?" And she's like, "No shit." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is weird. And then the other night, she opened her town, and I went to her town, and uh, she was there. Uh, Cazola was there. I don't know if you remember these names from the Yeah, the I do. Uh, Doc Randall was in there. Wow. And I was just like, this is a blast from the past. I was like, look at this shit. This is good stuff, man. This is making me feel, this is bringing a tear to my eye here. So we had some fun with Animal Crossing. Uh, that game still continues... I don't know what the haters are hating about, but I still think it's probably one of the the best, if not the best Animal Crossing to date. That's my personal opinion. Um, and I think many people share these with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a fuck ton of Spider-Man. Still playing a fuck ton of Spider-Man every night. Um, so I don't know I'm, how much you I'm try. Okay, so I'm trying to get more time in. Okay. Um, my completion percentage is in the upper 40s. Okay, I'm in the 50s, I think. Okay, I have now... Well, I had to find all of the black cat statues that <laughs> you've talked about. So, of course, that triggered a side mission. Yeah. So I had to go take care of all that. Um, I also completed all of uh, Harry Osborne's um, me, inv- uh, little me, scientific yep, stations. Research stations, me too. I, so I, I cleaned the fish and all that shit. <laughs> um, so, and I unlocked Punk Rock Spider-Man. That was fun. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, yeah, I liked that one for a long time. Um, and I, I'm now negative Spider-Man, like negative space Spider-Man. Yeah. I like that one too. But uh, yeah, so, and then I did escalate the plot a little bit. I, I feel like I'm getting near the, the halfway point. And I got to tell you, right now, I'm just really digging the whole Black Cat versus uh, Mary Jane, Peter stuck in the middle <laughs> dynamic that's created here and i don't even know that that's really the way the story goes mm-hmm. i think it's really about him trying to get back with mj yeah but um but because i decided to do this side tangent with all the black yeah. cat stuff it's getting complicated <laughs> did you so get to the miles morales stuff i so here's what i will tell you because of my knowledge with the comics mm-hmm. i know i knew his dad Okay. When he appeared. Oh, okay. See, I so did I did it. all those missions, and so I knew immediately when uh, when she said she's sending a new cop over, and when he arrives at the docks, mm-hmm. and he introduces himself, I'm like, oh, that's, that's oh. Miles' dad, but his last name's not Morales, so that's why you don't know. Yes. Um, and then that little story arc there, however, I am one mission away from what I'm getting the impression from the game that they're going to do something. There, this this arc seems to be nearing its completion in missions. I think there's four or five missions with the dad. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Okay. But yes, I've met Miles in the game. Officially met Miles at uh, at what was that? The is like the second mission, the uh, the award ceremony or whatever. Okay. Um, but and then I did a couple more after that. But that's about where I am in the story. All right. Yeah, I'm, I I did most of the side stuff 
organically, like, 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 unlike how you said you were playing, like, I didn't just rush out to do all one thing. I basically did a few. I had to do the black cat ones, uh, but with the, with the science stuff, I did those as there were missions. They they do a great job between main mission and side missions of spreading Mm -hmm. them out all over the map that you're always heading somewhere. Like you're always all over the place. You're not concentrated. So like they're very smart about like, oh yeah, I can hit a few of these old collectibles on the way. Or when mm-hmm. I finish a mission, it spit me out. Oh, there's a bunch of collectibles right next to me. And well and if you care, I just listened today. It was it wasn't intentional. Uh to IGN does a uh a a podcast called IGN Unfiltered. Ryan McCaffrey uh, yep. interviews people. And episode 35 was Ted Price, the founder of Insomniac. Okay. And he talks for about 25 minutes about how they designed Spider-Man. And it's it's kind of interesting. It, so, well, anyway. I like to... It's all by design. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I like how... Um, and, you know, you do a few missions and then it won't, it won't give you... Sometimes it won't give you a mission for a few beats. Right, it says, gotta get caught yeah. up. Yeah, and, and stuff it, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be like, oh, I'll get back to you, the cop or whatever. It, it says to you, hey, explore the city and, and find some shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I dig I dig that. I did um, hit a hitch last night that I'm mad about. Okay. My pet peeve in not just Spider-Man, most of these video games, there's certain missions... I don't like, and they ruin the fun for me, especially when you gate things. So Spider-Man, for anybody who hasn't played, uh, in order to get suits, unlock suits, and upgrade your gadgets, you need tokens. You spend these tokens on them. And every, I know which tokens yes, that piss you off. Every it's the si- challenges. Yes. Every, si- every little collectible has their own type of token. Um, and so I just unlocked the the challenge tokens <laughs> yeah. and they're timed fucking things. They're, they're like races, time yeah. races. It's like, yeah, there's three bombs race to these bombs, chuck them in the air, blow them up. And you basically get a bronze, silver, gold, right. Mm-hmm. For doing whatever time you get. And there's three tokens to be had. So if you can get a gold, you get all three tokens, you get a silver, you only get two. I'm mad. Because one, I'm not good at that shit, and I and I I hate being timed. And two, I was looking forward to like fully upgrading all my shit, but now I'm thinking mm-hmm. the only way I can achieve that is if I get a gold to get. Like I'm assuming you need all the tokens to basically kind of hundred percent. It's possible hey, to one hundred percent all of his unlockables. I bet that's true. Yes. So it instantly took the wind out of my sails because mm-hmm. I used to be like that when I was younger, but listen, man, I'm past those days of I'm going to do this challenge 50 times. I'm going to learn the perfect fucking path in straight and like, I'm going to streamline this every to a half second shave. I'm not doing it. Like I don't like it in racing games or like, Yo, I don't like like. I just, well, and I can't lie. You might not have played many Spider-Man games, but I've played every single one that's come out since like PlayStation One. Yeah, and those timed races are in every one of them. I've done twenty games now with I hate them. them. 
and I knew when I saw that challenge tokens unlocked some of the suits I had already, like I have them, but I can't unlock them yet. Right. So I had to, I Googled what the challenges were and I saw a bunch of videos on how to maximize your time. And I said, Oh fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do them once. Mm -hmm. Like crackdown three actually not too much of a side tangent, but Crackdown 3 had a bunch of races. And I remember in many games, I just won't engage with the races at all. Mm-hmm. And in Crackdown 3, I engaged with one or two of them, and I really dug it. So I ended up doing all the races. But my thing was, whether I got a gold or I didn't get a medal at all, I tried each race once. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm kind of of the mind that I'll do the same with Spider-Man. I'm not trying to get the platinum in that game. There are a couple of... Mm-hmm. Um, instances where i'm just like i'm not gonna have fun trying to get this done so fuck this well i you know that's the only hiccup of run that game's still super fun the the boss here's one thing i do want to vent about real quick the boss battles um still are rough like you mentioned having issues with kingpin and i didn't love the kingpin boss battle because they don't really tell you what to do and they don't do a really good job of explaining Mm -hmm. the rules of what they want you to do and that shocker bank boss battle is fucking bullshit. Yeah, some cheap little shockwaves well, no, and shit. What they want you to do and... is like swing around and stuff, but they didn't develop the camera well enough mm-hmm. and they put too many obstacles in your way to make that worthwhile. And so it just comes off as very frustrating. Well, I, I, all the big guys have fought. There really hasn't been any major boss battles that have kind of come across. Like nothing crazy. The one I know this game wraps up with the Sinister Six because we saw that in the tr- E3 trailer. Well, the, the, you know, there was another side mission. I don't know if you did the side missions with Tombstone. Yep. I, yep, yep, yep. And I don't know who Tombstone is. I'll obviously, oh, he's he's a guy. Yeah, I have no idea, but I'm assuming. <laughs> um, but like, basically, he's, he's big. Basically, you handle him the way you handle any brute. You wrap him yeah, up and you just true. keep kicking his butt. And then you get right. away from him, and you wrap him up, and then you kick his butt and throw something at him, and then eventually it triggers quick time events. <laughs> you know he wasn't he wasn't bad. No, Tombstone wasn't bad. And to be fair, like Tombstone is a newer um, villain in um, in Spider Man. Like he was, uh, I'm trying to think. Like he was a he was like a late '80s edition. Mm-hmm. Like. In all my graphic novels, I might not even have an issue with him in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tombstone's newer, I th- uh, and he's all right. But he's uh, fine. I mean, I think they did a fine job of in- involving. Yes, him I in think everything's well done in the game, and, and there are some little nods to things that made me like some of the landmarks you take pictures of. I, I love like Alias uh, uh-huh. Detective Agency. You take a picture yep. of like stuff like that's <laughs> like ah, that's fucking. I like that. Um, so I'm still playing tons of Spider-Man and like I said, I'm, I'm 50 something percent and, uh, I want to truck through it and then maybe stop playing control. So, ah, nice. Um, August for me, it hits uh PC, not Epic store in August. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people who's big against the Epic game store. It's just that my account, tr- att- somebody tries to hack my account mm-hmm. every like, Oh, three months and i've got two-factor authentication so it doesn't work but like i was just like i don't want to start a new collection on another game store i have gog i have steam i'm mm-hmm. good well i started playing a game on i think it was, was it xbox games it was either games for gold or, or game pass i can't remember but it was called deliver us the moon and i'm mm. like oh that looks like a game i dig that's game pass 
Game Pass. So it's sort of a um, Tacoma-esque mm-hmm. story game. Oh, but with, I need to play Tacoma. You just that, reminded that's me. That's on there. With some, um, you know, like um, light puzzle elements. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll probably talk about it next week when I get more of a chance to play it. But it was um, slow, very slow-paced, and it's... Uh, you know, basically, uh, one of those stories that we've seen before. We've used up all our shit on Earth, and we ah, they yes. found some crazy energy on the moon, some new energy, and we use these big moon. use these big relay stations to beam it back to Earth. The the for energy and the team up there and and power stopped coming from the moon like ten years ago. You know, this is like takes place in twenty fifty something. And yeah. so the earth's been like without power for like 10 or five years and dying. And you're basically the last astronaut of this team that's trying to put together what happened. And, and, you know, you take off and you go to the moon and you're on the, you get to the space station and it's like, you know, you got to figure out one of those things, you audio logs, you got to find out what happened to the crew. And like I said, there's light puzzle elements to get around the station and where I'm at now, I'm on the station. I'm assuming I get to the moon. Uh, you know, basically you're in zero G, so you're maneuvering a, a space suit around, you know. Yeah. Ah, take a sip. Um, Reminds me of a drift, actually. Yep. You've never played Yeah, that no, but I've seen yeah. the, the stuff for that, and it's very... That one's Gravity, the video game. It's what it is. Is that what it is, so... Yeah. <clears throat> Bless you, I think. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Coughing. Ah, I was taking a sip. Oh of my, no! I took a sip of my beer and it went down the wrong pipe. There you go. Aspirations. That's a joke. Aspirating means you so, put it in. I think I'm gonna save that one for next week when I I get a little play more. <laughs> but um, on PlayStation Now, and we talked about this before. How I used to like the NASCAR games. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had NASCAR Heat 3 on there. And I was like, fuck, I'm ready. I'm going to play me some NASCAR. I think NASCAR Heat 4 is out in the wild, like you knew. Uh, and I looked up the price of these games. They look like they're like $25 games. I don't know what a brand new NASCAR <laughs> Heat goes for. But everywhere I, I looked. I bet it's 60 bucks. <laughs> everywhere I looked, it was like 25 bucks. So I don't know if there's a budget title. Oh. Um, mm. But so NASCAR Heat three is hilarious because I can't tell if it's a, a budget title or cause it's like, it has low budget elements to it that make okay. me laugh, but yet the race is solid, right? The cars are solid. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the career mode is kind of like what you remember from the old NASCAR Thunder days. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like, so I started a career the other day and it's funny cause it's like, Hey, pick, um, Pick your favorite racer to start your career, like the, for your, you know, your model on yourself after. I don't know any of the fucking names. Danica Patrick was the only name on there I knew, but I picked. Oh, really? Yeah, she was Jimmy on there. Johnson, baby. You might Brad have been Kieslowski. You got to get. Yeah. You got to come out to Kansas. I'll introduce you to some NASCAR oh, drivers. See, man. those on D. Yeah. I think I picked D. I think Jimmy Johnson's no longer in the game. DJ but, uh, Kensington or something because his name was DJ. Oh, um, Kennington. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, nobody cares, but yeah. I just yeah. picked one. I just picked one. And what's hilarious is it has Joey a, Logano, baby. That might be in there. <laughs> I used to pick drivers in the old NASCAR Thunder based on the car. I'm like, I like the Eminem car. Yeah. 
What the UPS? Days of Thunder. UPS car? Why not? Um, so, and then it has a character creator where you make a crude character, which is hilarious, right? Because it's like this bad CG person you made, right? And uh, <laughs> it's like an Oblivion character with a fucking NASCAR hat on. They're terrible looking. And then Kevin Harvick, there's another one. I'm gonna just keep firing yeah, out. You names. just shoot those names out that I don't know who they are either. <laughs> and um what's hilarious is when you finish a race, it has this like little leaderboard where it pops up stats for the race. So it'd be like uh just improved from twentieth place to fourth place. Most in time spent in the front, and it will have like the the name of the driver of the car, and it will have his picture. Like, it's a real mm-hmm. picture of the driver, whoever it is, right? And then if you're in the mix somewhere, it's like your name and your horrible CG <laughs> card yes. of your your guy. doesn't fit in there. Um, so I started my career. And so right now I'm just racing hot seats, uh, Fred. Your hot seats are? I learned this because they, they had an in-video uh, tutorial you could watch. Hot seats. And that is okay. when uh, you're basically – a backup quarterback. You're basically oh, waiting around. Okay. Yeah. And if a team mm-hmm. needs a racer, you can like race their car for them. And so that's what I've been doing. And basically you take a contract and you, it, it'll be like, you need the place in the 18th, you know, within the 18th place or whatever. And, you know, and then you get money. And right before we came here, I was running. I thought I was running late because I took one. I had the place in the top 14 and I kept spinning my car out, and I was getting more frustrated. And I realized something when I was done, and I came down here, Fred, after finally qualifying, I, I, getting paid. Yeah, that's, that's that was saying, yeah. my fucking jaw hurt because I realized I was gritting my teeth so hard. Mm-hmm. And I realized because my wife pointed out when she came downstairs to grab something is that I just leaned to the left. Like I sit forward and I'm leaning. Like I was gonna say, you physically lean yes. to the left. Like I'm leaning okay. forward in my so on my couch, and I'm like leaning to the left, like an idiot, because I'm like putting myself in the game, buddy. I'm like yeah. I'm in yeah. the game, like a commercial. It's what driving games are for. <laughs> oh God. So, anyways, but it's weird because that part's great, um, but the physics almost feel too real for like an arcadey mm-hmm. person like myself. Where I am just a gas and a brake guy, and these seem like you, you know, it's a sim. So you might have to be a little bit more finesse. I'm racing on. I'm starting in the dirt tracks, the Podunk dirt tracks. I'm not even in the NASCAR, and uh, they have some girl. I don't know her name. I should have wrote it down, but she seems like she's like 19, and she's a real racer. And they have like uh-huh. footage of her giving you the tutorial. Remember like the old EA shit? Like, EA, it's in the mm-hmm. game and they talk to you. You know? It's her doing that, but she's clearly like uh, rushing through it with no emotion and like missing like the cues of like, you know, when a sentence stops and begins and when she should be, <laughs> you know? So get out there and race and you be the champion. And you be, you know, it's like, oh boy. So it has low budgety things like that, which I dig because it's fantastic. Uh, but the racing seems pretty solid, almost too solid, almost like you know I'm playing on like casual real sim. I'm yeah. I'm playing on casual setting, 
and I'm like struggling. And I almost think to myself, like if I understood the real mechanics on how to shift a NASCAR, I would probably be doing well because it's probably how it's meant to be played instead of just feathering the brake and, you know, jamming on the gas. You're playing it like a sim. Oh my God. That's how you, that's how you drift. That's how you drift. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Turbo used to play Forza and he would play the expert settings where you would have yeah. to shift and shit. And he was always, he's a top racer, you know, and keep uh, your lines on par. But I just, I can't grasp that. I can, I can remember 5,000 moves in Spider-Man, but I, mm-hmm. I cannot shift the car, video game car. So whatever. Well, see, to me, the, the challenge is that I don't find it fun. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm going to come out and say it. I like sim racers more. I like hammering on the brakes and doing stuff like that, as opposed to uh, doing the real, like pretending it's a real game, you know, uh, or it's, uh, you know, driving it like it's real, like it's a real car. Well, yeah. So, and for people who don't like the NASCAR thing, I come from a burnout background for racing and, and Ridge Racer and all those fun games. But for some reason, I don't know what it is about NASCAR. Even though it's they make the joke of like, you know, it's just left turns, you just going to a big oval. There's something very intense about it. Like I just said, I was gritting my teeth. There's something about where the other arcade races, you're, you're almost, your job is to memorize a track, right? And get around yes, it because yeah. you're going like lightning speed. Whereas NASCAR, you you truly are staring at the bumper of the guy in front of you. And your yeah. only mission in life is to get around this fucker. I can't get around him. Everything I do, he's fucking blocking. And it, it does. It gets super intense when the laps are ticking down. And you just need to get past him. Like he's in, yeah. he's like that one spot. He's in 14th place. I need to be in 14th place. And Every lap he gets but away that's from that's the drive of NASCAR. It like is. that's why it's fun to watch too. Yeah. So I mean, that is why uh, I get into. The, I mean, I'm more of an ARCA indie racer oh follower, and since I know you're real into oh, yeah. racing, yeah. Um, it gets a bad rep. And yes, I won't lie. My predilection to drinking alcoholic beverages and watching people drive in a track and screaming is is mm-hmm. a thing. And of course, I'm from Kansas, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, I will say that uh, I do like watching racing i prefer indie races especially the arca series and then uh, i will watch nascar my dad's more into nascar that's why i know a lot about the racing and stuff um but uh but yeah yeah no that is the draw that is the drive of it it's yes. also why fucking talladega nights is so spot on and awesome yeah so i mean <laughs> i'm really you know it's a little crude but uh i've only played a little bit again like i said i'm on the beginning of my career i'm trying to get out of my my dirt track uh, hot seating, get on a real. Yeah, team. I have no desire to play a NASCAR game, but it sounds like you, you sir, mm-hmm. are willing to do. It. I think there's this fun NASCAR PS1 game. Do you remember this? Anyway, I'm, I'm side team. There's a lot of so yeah. There's a lot of NASCAR games I dig, but this one I'm gonna stick with it and play because it's, it's it's fun to do a lot, you know, a race or two. And of course, I have the sim. The, the parameters turned way down. So I'm not playing like 50 lap races, They're like seven laps. You know I mean? You can crank that up in the settings, like to a full race or, you know, the percentage wise of a real race. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm doing that. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. And uh, that's my gaming for this week. And uh, that's it, man. 
What about you? What are you doing? NASCAR Rumble is the game I'm thinking of. Have you ever heard of NASCAR Rumble? Yeah, I have. I remember that I can see the cover in my head. PS1. Yeah. yeah, it's like the arcade racer version of a NASCAR game. But anyway. Um, yeah, I... Uh, so this week uh, was kind of eclectic. So played a little Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but uh, not not as much as I would have liked. I want to actually get to it tonight. Um, of course, I always find projects, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so my new project is uh, MSU1. Are you familiar with the term MSU1? And no, I don't expect you to be. No. So this is a streaming chip that was designed for the Super Nintendo. Okay. And it never existed. So this chip never existed until now. It is in one type of flash cart that a lot of people have, including myself, the SD2 SNES. There are different versions. I have the Pro, the more recent one that came out. Uh, But they all work with this. And then it is in some of the emulators. And think of it as it. uh, what it allows is it allows the maximum capacity for a Super Nintendo game to be four gigs. Jeez. (laughs) But... That's based off of streaming, you know, various things such as audio and movies. So what basically exists nowadays are an underground group of people who add CD quality tracks, actual CD tracks, and various other things like that, as well as small compressed Super Nintendo compatible cutscenes into Super Nintendo games. Now, Tree is a Sega man like yourself, especially one who has a predilection towards the Sega CD like I do, Mm -hmm. will recognize that this basically means you have given Super Nintendo a Mm CD-ROM, is what it basically amounts to. So I've been collecting a bunch of this stuff, and what it does for the most part is uh, there's there's big dumb fun, which is like, for example, Killer Instinct. Mm -hmm. The they took the Super Nintendo version of Killer Instinct and put all the killer cuts on it <laughs> as the background music for the levels, so that's fantastic. Um, Mortal Kombat, and of course, I only did it for Mortal Kombat Two and Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three because Mortal Kombat One's not even worth playing on the Super Nintendo. But whatever, uh, you can get like the arcade soundtracks on them and stuff like that. Just to check that out, um, and then the stuff that people care about a little bit more that I like is like. Um, Super Metroid, they took the CD soundtrack that was released in Japan and integrated it into the game. So it's an orchestral version of the CD uh, of the of the soundtrack. And uh, they yeah, and they do the same for a couple other games. Uh, And then A Link to the Past was a big one. Not only do they do the orchestral stuff, uh, they also did a remaster. So apparently, a CD released of the original recordings that they then used to port into the Super Nintendo game. So they've made those things. And then they've also added cutscenes into A Link to the Past for certain sequences. Where these cutscenes come from, I don't know. Maybe somebody built them. I don't know. But they're kind of cool. Mm. So I spent... But in order to put these together, as you can imagine, since they're CD tracks and things like that, it's, it's a little bit of hunting around the internet. Not the dark web, I will say safely. But you got to like have your ducks in a row, right? So you bring the ROM, then you have to find the patch, then you patch the game, then you make a folder with that folder structure, then you find the audio tracks, which have direct links, so it's not like they're hiding on bad websites or anything, but then you got to get those, put them all together, and then copy them to the 
cart and all that stuff. But I wanted to just like set them up so I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. them. And so I spent uh, two good nights doing that. <laughs> um, and uh, testing a couple of them, you know. Uh, so, so far I've tested Act Razor. Sounds really nice, but uh, no inherent differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, out of nowhere last night, Super Mario 64 got ported to the PC. Oh, okay. Wow. But with like 4K graphics and widescreen support and everything like that. Somebody literally found the source code. There was a leak recently, although I don't think this was related to those leaks. Found the source code to Super Mario Brothers and reverse engineered it into a PC game. Hmm. Or Mario 64. Um, and of course, I had to grab it real quick, right? Because you know that shit. Like, that came out last night at like 10 o'clock at night. So it's probably no longer on the internet anymore. Nintendo probably got all over it. But I downloaded it and grabbed it. Um, and uh, for some reason, I just love that game so much that once it worked, I was like, oh shit, I got to play yeah. this. So I, I collected about 20 stars in Super Mario 64, which is what I should have should have been playing Spider-Man, but that's what I did last <laughs> night. Um, but uh, the other thing is I'm continuing with Cosmic Fa- Fantasy 2. That's that TurboGrafx-16 game, CD game that uh, Working Designs did. Very anime-esque. Um, and uh, I told you I was about 15 hours in. Now I'm about 20 hours in. And here's the problem. I'm just, I think I just never liked turn-based RPGs, but like one that moves at this pace where it's like, you basically go run a whole dungeon of boring, like repetitive, bo- uh, you know, combat. And then you get a cut scene that's like two minutes long. Right. That progresses the story a little. And then you just walk around and do a bunch of random battles and then another, you know, thing. And I went and looked at a walkthrough and I'm like, a third of the way through the game. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I didn't force myself to do it or anything, but you know what I mean? Like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, "Uh, maybe I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. JRPGs, turn-based JRPGs really is one of those genres. I feel like that as time went on, they've just lost their interest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Am Mm -hmm. I wrong? Do you, did you ever like them? And do you play them now? I think I like them. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have memories of like in JRPGs. I mean, you like Legend of Dragoon, but that's a little more action oriented, and that's newer. It is. That was, like I said, that was more um, Final Fantasy VII. And even Final Fantasy VII, I feel, gets a little long in the tooth. Although the PS4 and the modded PC mm-hmm. versions now, you can turn off random battles, right. and that makes it much more playable. But it was definitely that newer era. The old well, school, the, but, yeah. The plot, the plot progresses way faster in those yeah. games. And I just uh, mean the the style of of the the running around, like the three D ness of it. With sure. the old school JRPGs, I think I like them. And then I stop playing them, and I don't know. Yeah, it's like Dragon Quest and Final yeah. Fantasy. You just hammer on attack, 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 yeah. attack. And occasionally, you got to watch the one guy who has to defend, and the other guy who has to magic. Mm. But anyway. So, yeah, I'm growing a little weary of that. Um, So I decided to play, uh, in preparation for the big game that I play this week, uh, I decided to play Streets of Rage. Okay. So fun fact, I think we've talked about it on this show before, uh, but if we, uh, like not on VGP, but like you and I have talked about this before. I I know everybody loves Streets of Rage 2, but I'm a bigger fan of Streets of Rage 1. Mm -hmm. 
And on the Sega CD, as you know, because I know you own it, mm-hmm. is the Arcade Classics disc. Yes, and it's on there. Which was either a 4-in-1 or a 5-in-1, but either one has Streets of Rage yes. on it. And all it is is Streets of Rage 1, identical graphics to the Genesis game, mm-hmm. but Yuzo Koshiro's awesome soundtrack. And that particular one is an awesome soundtrack. Um, is in CD audio. And to be fair, it's it's not like they don't enhance it too much. It's I think it's just the master tracks of what they made the Genesis cart on. But Yuzo Koshiro is one of those unique people that doesn't make the Genesis sound farty. <laughs> and um, Streets of Rage 1 is an awesome little like hip-hop urban techno hybrid soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it. And I love Koshiro and I love that soundtrack. Um, and I just love little aspects of that game that are lost in the later games, such as your special attack is an actual, in Streets of Rage 2 and 3, your special attacks are like, you know, kind of like special acrobatic jujitsu moves mm-hmm. or something, like attacks. Whereas if you remember in Streets of Rage 1, depending on who you are, whether it's Blaze or Axel, it's just a fucking cop car shows up and they either launch a rocket yeah. onto the <laughs> battlefield yep. or a bunch of random... Uh, um, uh, fireballs, mm-hmm. like a machine gun kind of Gatling gun kind of thing, and I just love that about it. I love the boss music. Uh, I I just love Streets of Rage one. So I had a lot of fun playing through Streets of Rage one. Um, I have a weird ROM hack of uh, that's Streets of Rage two, but it's the Ninja Turtles in Streets of Rage two. Okay. So I played through Streets of Rage 2 with Michelangelo. Okay. And the same thing that always happens to me happened, which is I get to the last boss and he's so fucking cheap that like I have like two lives and I, I die on him and it's like, why do you suck? And it's like, do you want to start the whole game over? And I'm like, no, I'm good, but thanks. <laughs> um, that one also has the CD soundtrack, which never actually came out, but like because of my flash cart, I'm able to play it that way. And I've never played Streets of Rage 3 and I still haven't. No. I never got around to it. play Streets of Rage 4. So that's the big game I played this week, oh, Streets of Rage 4. Jesus. I have beaten Streets of Rage oh 4, which is actually a harder feat than people think it is. It's not an easy game. I didn't even know it was out yet. Yeah. Came out on Game Pass, so you have access oh to it for free trees. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. What's going mm-hmm. on here? If you do not have Game Pass, it is 25 I believe, which to me is still a fair price. Mm-hmm. Um if you are cool with what it is. So Trees, normally we have this part where like I'll explain to you what Streets of Rage 4 is. Okay. But you strike me as a gentleman who has played at least Streets of Rage 1, if not 2 and 3. A lot of 2. I've been playing tons of 2. I played them all. Then you get the gist of what Streets of Rage 4 is, because that's what it is. It's a walk to the right, hit everything in your it's path. It's cool looking. It's pretty. Very cool looking. So Dotemu published it. Uh, they're known for hand-drawn sprites, mm-hmm. right, in modern day with good collision detection, right? Because that's the biggest problem we had early on with, like, Alien Hominid and stuff right. was it was hand-drawn sprites, but the collision detection was all fucked up, so you didn't ha- you look like you hit somebody, but you didn't hit them. Uh, this does not have that problem. Lizard Cube is the developer, and if you do not remember Lizard Cube, they did that uh, Wonder Boy 3, the Dragon's Trap remake. Oh, okay. Yep. A while ago. Not to be mistaken for Monster Boy and Wonder World or whatever that was like the spiritual successor or mm-hmm. whatever. This was actual Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap from the Sega Master System that got released on everything for like 10 bucks. Like it's on Switch is where I've got it and everybody's got it all over the place. And you can switch between the Sega Master System graphics and the new awesome hand-drawn animations. 
So Lizard Cube took that same love for Sega. They are massive Sega fans. Um, they are east. Uh, they are not Eastern. Uh, they're Europeans. Massive Sega fans. They took that love, and they made a Streets of Rage game, and they fucking nailed it, man. Nice. They fucking nailed it. And Yuzo Koshiro either um, made the music or assisted in the music. Either way, it's um, it's it's a great soundtrack. the The graphics just look phenomenal. They pop, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this game came out on Xbox One, PC, and uh, um, PS4. I don't think it came to Switch, but it might have. It might have. Um, but it's on Game Pass if you've got Game Pass, so that's a big reason to grab it. Um, and uh, Blaze and Axel are there. Uh, so is... And then so are like kids of like other characters and i think they were streets of rage three characters but blaze and axel are there they've both gotten thicker so blaze has this like uh blaze looks like mariah carey did in her 30s right (laughs) nice curvy sexy uh, girl and blaze was always sexy but she was always like a really skinny rail thin person long legs yeah and i don't know how i feel about this more curvy She's definitely more luscious uh, character, and she's she's rocking it like she's owning her body, and her body is a fucking weapon. <laughs> uh, Axel, I haven't played through yet. I played through the game on Blaze. Um, Axel, I haven't played yet, but he's he's more um, barrel chested. I guess is the best way to put it. He's put on some LBSs, oh, um, and he's got a fucking beard. He's got a blonde beard. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's and it it is a full blown right. Double Dragon did it first. Final Fight refined the genre, and then Streets of Rage did it best. I mean, that's kind of how I put it. Uh, some people may disagree with me on that, but let's face it, guys. Final Fight's better than Streets of Rage one, but Streets of Rage the whole franchise is much better than the Final Fight franchise. I've played two and three. They're fine. They're not great. Um, this game borrows from all those genres. But it does. It doesn't try to do new things. It seriously said they. These guys said, "Hey, we're gonna make Streets of Rage in 2020, and we're gonna release it, and people will either like it or not. But this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, longer than most Streets of Rage games, 12 levels. If you're wondering, just in case people are wondering, took me probably three hours. Um, Trees, you will be happy to know that once you beat a level, it auto saves on that level. Nice. So let's say you beat the first three levels, which especially early on, those levels will only take you 20, 25 minutes a level. You know, kind of like normal Streets of Rage, maybe a little longer. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's say you be, you, you want to quit. You can quit right away. You'll just lose your progress in the level and it'll warn you of that. But yeah, if you start level nine and you quit, like it, it'll bring you back to level nine. Mm. Um, and it just saves what level you're on. For consistency's sake, uh, it also keeps track of who you beat it with and whatnot. Because when I beat it with Blaze, you know, I had done it in like three sessions and it was like, I got the achievement for beating all the levels on Blaze, with Blaze, sorry. Um, and I want to go back through. You do unlock Streets of Rage 1 oh, really? characters, like pixelated oh. characters. That's the unlockables. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and my one time through, and you get rated with each level. I usually got an A on most levels. I got a couple Bs. Um, but uh, And when I got through, I had unlocked um, 
Axel and I forgot the African-American guy from the first game with the yellow tank top. And then Blaze is the next one to unlock. And I'm about to unlock her. Okay. Um, there are some familiar characters that come back. You'll love this tree is the kangaroo. Okay. Is a fucking bartender in one of the levels. Hilarious. <laughs> so I always love a kangaroo bartender. Um, and Ooh, the game is just... <laughs> The game is a lot of fun. Uh, some of the achievements play around with stuff like uh, Final Fight stuff and whatnot. Like they make some jokes to to that effect. There's some homages, not just to Streets of Rage, but to Double Dragon and Final Fight and the brawler genre as a whole. Um, so, whoa. There you go. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Okay, there we go. Yep, that's New Blaze. <laughs> that's my girl. Found <laughs> her dancing. Jiggling. Yeah, yeah, and she's even, when she's in action, mm -hmm. she's even a little more thick. And, like, when I say thick, I mean, like, muscular, not, like, she's got a little bit of what I call the cami effect. You know, cami just got, like, yeah. ridiculously muscular over time. Mm -hmm. Blaze hasn't aged quite that rough, but, and I don't mean rough, I just mean she hasn't, like, gotten that much more muscular. Mm-hmm. But, like, Cammie and Blaze were both, like, real thin, yes. you know, ladies yeah. that became much more muscular and curvy well, in no, their as, later years. As Cammie, as the years went by, you know... Sorry, not Cammie. I meant Chun-Li. Chun, well, I'm sorry. Chun, well, Cammie did that. Cammie was always curvy. Yeah. Well, she... No, she was skinny in the first ones, and then she got curved, like... Of course off. she was, but yeah. Well, you know, over the years, as they were training, CrossFit got introduced. That's true. Exactly. That's true. CrossFit. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't adjust for CrossFit. Chun, Chun Li started rolling uh, tractor ties in the street, <laughs> and she fucking got ripped. Her thighs oh shit! Lifting those tractor ties. She went to boot camp. Yeah. You know, fucking. But <laughs> the kettlebells. So, She's like, "What are these? Oh, this is the newest fad. Kettlebells. Lift them with your fucking. Yeah, kettlebells. Put them on your ankles. You get those thighs working. So. <laughs> So I do like it. Uh, I do like some of the stuff they do. First of all, Trees, uh, you'll want to go into the options menu. You can define what your small health items and your big health items mm -hmm. are. My personal favorite uh, combination was pizza for small health. Of course. And um, a bowl of hot ramen for big health. <laughs> so they've accounted for most of what you would want, Trees. I think you get five or six options for each. Sounds fun. So... Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, the art's great. Yeah. There are uh, great, great art. Um, and they, they switch some stuff up a little bit. Uh, so you'll you'll see some new characters. Um, and uh, they do some fun stuff. So, for example, Trees, uh, what I want to hear is your take on some of these enemies. Oh, no. I think it would be fantastic. Uh there's like I'll give you a good example. One of the early enemies is the don't give a fuck kid. He's got no shirt on. He's really skinny. He kind of looks like Jay, you know, right. Jason Mewes, yeah, yeah. like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Real skinny. He has a uh, fucking beanie hat on. He's got no shirt on. He's got you know Adidas sneaks and like um, the uh, below the knee long shorts. Yeah, yeah. And I believe his underwear is hanging up over like his shorts are hanging low, and you can see his underwear. And he walks around with just his hands in his pockets, but then he does these like shithead, don't give a fuck, like uh, screw you over moves. Nice. 
like a headbutt or like he like does this crazy like trip mo- move and stuff like that. Yeah, he, so he got he, the 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 um what's his name? Orange Cassidy moves. Yeah, yeah. Hands exactly. in the pocket. Just yep. chilling out. So they do that stuff. Uh, characters are now able to grab weapons you throw at them, oh, okay. right? Because that was a big thing was you could attack people with the bat or the right. knife. And there are many other new fun, you'll laugh by the end of it, some of the weapons they bring out. But you can throw them at certain guys and certain guys will grab them out of the air and use them against you. Okay. So that was kind of cool. Um, and... Uh, the there are two things I will say that uh, I wouldn't say frustrated me, but they they let me down a little bit, and I would say this doesn't even hurt my uh, you know overall quote unquote score of the game. But I was like, oh really? Which is one? There's only one weapon in it, and I'll just mention it now. I hope you don't mind me saying, no. is the grenade? There is grenades in this. Okay. And when they throw the grenade. It is the only item in the game that when it explodes, it only hurts you if you threw it. Or sorry, if you threw it, it's green and it doesn't hurt you and hurts everybody else. And if they throw it, it's red. And when it explodes, it only hurts you and doesn't hurt anyone else. The reason I don't like that is, as you'll know from Streets of Rage games, and this happens here too, there are like Molotov cocktails that enemies will throw and it like burns the ground. Mm -hmm. And if you walk on it, it burns you. If they walk on it, it burns them. That's always been the rule of these brawlers, <laughs> and I don't like that they switch the rules with the grenades. Luckily, there's no like boss that spams grenades or anything like that, so you're in luck. But I didn't like hmm. that. Um, the, uh, the other thing I don't like is there is a handful of enemies that are able to juggle you in the air seemingly endlessly. I was actually juggled from full life to no life. Oh. <laughs> that's a little depressing. Those enemies are few and far between. They do not show up enough for it to matter. Okay. And missions 10, 11, and 12 get cheap as fuck. Yeah. The boss battles are not cheap as fuck. The levels are. And they are happily short because the boss battles are the... Right, you're, you're nearing the end of the game. I will say these boss battles are way more balanced than the previous boss battles in the previous games. But the levels get a little... They're just memorize I had to die twice on level 12 so I could memorize the level and then I managed to beat it first time through and, and nail it on the bosses. So... All in all, it was a lot of fun. I do look forward to playing this game over again. Yes, I see the argument that people say there is no reason to play the game over again, but teach their own. Mm-hmm. Couch co-op and online co-op is is available. There are a bunch of modes. I played story mode, and then there is battle mode where you can literally do like the person versus person. It's kind of like a pseudo fighting game. Mm. There's also a mode called arcade mode I haven't played with yet. And then there was a new mode that opened up when I beat the game that I haven't looked at. So... But fun game, lots of cool shit. Now, uh, what you played it on Game Pass, right? What correct what is it if you wanted to just if you didn't have twenty five bucks? Twenty five bucks, okay. Is it? Yeah. And it I played it on Game Pass. I played it on my Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. My daughter and I played it on the Xbox One S, and I downloaded it just to check out performance on the PC. As far as I could tell, on the X and the PC was identical it was running at 4k like butter on the s 
also running like butter, so you can expect that also from yours. The the S and the regular Xbox One will be the same. Um, that runs at 1080p, but it runs smooth as silk. It was worth fun. worth twenty five bucks worth worth a game there. You think? If you are of the brawler genre, you'll recall right now Resident Evil and Final Fight are up there as some of my favorite games, and I adore the brawler genre. Bought the Capcom belt scrolling beat 'em up bundle. <laughs> so for a person like me, mm-hmm. absolutely. There you go. Oh yeah, twenty five bucks, no did problem. You, did and I? I'm sorry. No, I think if you have Game Pass, it's it's like discounted too, right? I think yeah, it's twenty bucks something. if you buy it. So, I'm seriously thinking about buying it. Oh, so, okay. Nice. But lots of fun game. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. Uh, played a couple other games. Beat Gears Two with my buddy Matt. Okay. Yeah, my buddy Matt and I play co-op games together. We played through Gears 1 Ultimate Edition a while ago. We've been playing through Gears 2. Gears 2 is a very, very, very long game. I think we clock 16 hours. That's a long time to coordinate co-op with someone. Yeah. I just I want to say it was six plus sessions those, for us to get through. I just all don't that. remember those games anymore, man. It's been so long since I've played them that I just Okay, so I don't know. Let me let me give you let me give you the thirty second version. Mm-hmm. Um, Gears one was a lot of fun. These games were always built for co op. They're always much more fun with co op. So I'm just gonna tell people that right now. First two games were two player co op. By the third game, you could do four player co op. Um, the expected mode you play in co op is hardcore, which is like there are four difficulty settings. It's difficulty three out of four. Insane is the crazy one, and normal is the regular one, and then there's the easy, I think, or whatever. Um, Matt and I played through both Gears Ultimate Edition and Gears 2 on Hardcore. Um, Gears Ultimate Edition also added the Brumach Trash Yard battle that was only in the PC version before now, uh, which is a terrible level (laughs) in boss fights, so you gain nothing by playing that. Uh, we did also play this on Xbox One X's, both of us, and those are Xbox One X enhanced. So they up the game to uh, having 4K textures, and it looks fantastic. So it's not upscaling, right. this is up It actually re-renders the game at 4K using its old uh, assets. Mm. And its assets, I think, were at 2K or something, so it looks really good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember back in 2009-ish... Gears 2 was significantly better than Gears 1. And if you also recall, it had that weird competition with Resistance 2, even though the games were nothing alike. Right. Um, going back to it, Gears 2 suffers from a lot of problems in design that maybe we were used to back then, right? I ran into a little bit of this also in Syndicate. I won't get specific. It's just, there's just some antiquated designs that weren't really in Gears 1 and so I'm okay with it. But there's a lot of things where they'd make you just do long stretches of kill corridors. And if you die, you go all the way back. They like to, especially as that game gets near its end, stretch how long you go back when you die. Mm. And they do have a bullshit boss battle um, that's semi-glitched. I don't know if it's from the up or not. I doubt it. Um, but... Yeah, there's a late boss battle in that game that's bullshit. And then the last boss battle doesn't even exist. Like, it's it's a joke. 
Um, but that game just outweighs its welcome. It takes way too long to get anywhere. I think 16 hours was perfectly acceptable back then for a co-op shooter. Right. But like nowadays where co-op's not as mainstream and even when it is, we just don't spend that long in shooters. And I, I completely acknowledge that Gears 5 is 20 hours. But it's still largely expected to be a solo campaign. And I think Gears 3 suffers a lot of this as well. Um, I think it would have been more fun if I played on if we played on normal. We would have sped through it a little faster. And um Which which is the one with Ice T does a voice in one. Is that two or is that three? I think that's is three. Is that three? Pretty sure that's nice. three. See, they all blend together, man. Because Dom and Marcus are the two, right, in, in the first two games. And I hope people aren't gonna freak out over this, but spoiler, Gears Two is when Marcus finds out the or sorry, Dom finds out the fate of Maria. Mm. Um and I told Matt, like, that's the big thing is, you know, Dom's always looking for Maria yes. in the first game. And so I said, in the second game, you actually find Maria. And, um, uh, and I kept like, he kept going, is this the part? Is this the part? Is this the part? And you don't find Maria till there are five acts in that game. And you don't find Maria until act three and act three and four, for some weird reason, all the other acts have like two or three missions in them. Act three and four have like eight. Mm. And it's just like real long. And they're all the same. They're all just corridor shooters. And so they didn't switch stuff up enough. They stretched that game. It's a little long in the tooth. Ugh. It was a little rough to go back. <laughs> so we decided before we go on to Gears 3, which has also been X enhanced, we're going to take a change of pace. We're going to take a breather. Take a step back. We're going to play Resident Evil 5. Oh. He's never played Resident Evil 5. So we're going to play that. So okay. <laughs> we play that on PC. We've got that on Steam. I'm going to play that at 120 frames a second. And I got 3D glasses. I'm going to play it in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, because I'm, I'm insane. Because why not use old tech? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that game's not short either. That game's like 15 hours. Right. But I remember that game in co-op being a shit ton of fun. I actually kind of dig Resident Evil 5. Once you get over the fact it's not survival horror, I really dig Resident Evil 5 just in general. But Shiva's just in those late levels, she's real hard to deal with when it's the AI. She wastes a lot of bullets and she makes a lot of dumb decisions. Mm. So, but, uh, um, and I also don't like that you can't pick to be Shiva and then have Chris be your dumb AI, Right. but whatever. Uh, and I guess you return to the original mansion in like lost in the nightmares or something, which was like DLC. I never bought mm -hmm. back on the 360. And so I'm looking forward to playing that with Matt as well, where you're like Jill and Chris back in the mansion. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. That'll be interesting. So have you played nope. it? Nope. Okay. So anyway, we're going to play that. I'm on a Resident Evil kick, after, as you after know. Before so. I, I, I bugged out. Oh, okay. I didn't get it. And I've never played six. Those action ones, yeah. I just didn't. I could care less about. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. Um, Despite the fact that four is one of those action ones, but yeah. Um, Different tone. Actually controls, but but to me, the thing about four was it was so different, like the enemies and stuff. But it still, had, to mm -hmm. me, it still had a, a a certain feel to it. Where five and six to me took on this weird military feel to it. Oh, it absolutely right. Did. And four was not that. Yeah, four was like you were just on a rescue mission. You ended up in the wrong place. Yeah, the four wrong was time. just so. Fucked up. It was like, am I in a European country? I don't know. What? But 
Well, and they'd switch stuff up. Like if you remember, like when you got to the castle outskirts, there was like the the grass maze. Do you remember that? Like the hedge maze. Sort of, yeah. They do weird stuff like that, or like the dungeons, the underground sewers mm-hmm. with that weird spiky yes. enemy. Like they do good things to just like fuck with you. Or I, you know, now that I say this out loud, when you around in your boat rowboat. Yeah, you're in a rowboat spear and a huge <laughs> sea creature, and that death sequence was just terrifying. So yeah, you're right. They did a better job. Although, fun fact, um, no joke, Resident Evil 5, best story. Yeah. Hands down, best written story in the whole series. I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the story of those previous ones, but they were, meh. Um, and the one before that, the the second place is Resident Evil Zero, which is a game I have no fun playing. <laughs> Go back and retry that game because I've not played it since the GameCube original right. release, but I bet I don't love it. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, finish that up, and then last but not least, so my B tier. Oh games, yeah, the B tier. Yeah? So I've been playing. I, I started playing Agony. <laughs> it's called Agony. Don't even know what that is. And on Steam. Steam, there's the unrated cut. So Agony was a game made by like a European studio. So it's one of those. It's supposed to be a walking simulator through hell. It does have some action and some stealth sequences. So think of like, how do I put this? So it's a walking simulator, kind of like Tacoma or something, right? Or Gone Home. But they throw in amnesia aspects where you've got to hide or whatever. Oh, thank you. But that's not all. Like, they mix and match it. But they also throw in combat and attack sessions, kind of like Xenoclash, if you've ever played that game, but like those first-person fighter games. Jesus. Yeah, and it was released on PS4 and Xbox One as well. And then it was released on Steam, but it was censored. And even censored, they made a big deal out of it because there's it's supposed to have a bunch of fucked up imagery, weird fucked up imagery, <laughs> and it's supposed to shock you. And there's there's boobs and vaginas and and sex and naked people and penises and and people have sex in it and they they die and they're tortured and it's very Hellraiser like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's kinky yeah. and. It's supposed to be real controversial, and I know that uh, we've got video rental stores around here. Obviously, I don't know if they'll suffer, if they'll survive all this, but for a while we did, and they were Family Video is the chain. It's a Midwest chain, and uh, they had it for rent. And there's only a handful of movies they've ever done this with, and this was one of them. Uh, I think Sausage Fest was the other <laughs> one that uh, that Seth Rogen yeah, yeah, movie, yeah. where there's a big black sticker on it that says, "This is not for children; must be 18 to rent." And Agony had that. And they ripped out the back. You know how like they always put the cases out with the games behind yeah. it? Agony, they ripped out, they tore the insert sleeve. What? They tore the back off of it. So you couldn't see the, uh, the in-game footage because apparently it had some controversial stuff on it. So you just have the cover, Agony. And it's this creature that's like the signature creature from the game. And the creature's got like a mouth where its face should be. Okay. And think of like a vertical mouth with teeth on the left and right side. Kind of like the, uh, you probably haven't, but if you study like weird theories of uh, various horror concepts in uh, literature, the vagina pintata, you often see the the vertical Venus flytrap mm-hmm. where men 
are fearful of the vagina and it looks kind of like this creature. So it's this like kind of bald, weird white creature that's naked, that's walking around, but it's sexless. Mm. It has like, it's like a Ken doll. It's anatomically has nothing, Uh, but it kind of has a male form. Yeah. And it's got, uh, it's got these weird edgy teeth with no face where its face should be. Mm. Um, and it's on the cover, and it just says agony. <laughs> and so I, the unrated cut came around, and I think I told you somebody like messaged me and was like, "Yo, I've got a code for this. I- I'm never gonna play this game, and you seem to like this fucked up shit. So here's a code." Um, and I was like, "No, really, you should play it." He's like, "No, really, just take mm-hmm. it. I'm not gonna use it." So anyway, I started the game up. I played about two hours, and I don't think I'm gonna go back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the first area I walked to the gates of hell Okay, and I was forced to walk through all these weird areas where I was supposed to punch hearts out of guys who are like bound in the Jesus Christ pose in like weird way stations. Oh. And then I put all their hearts on like a pound of flesh scale. Okay. And it opens the gate I need. And as I'm walking through, they do a lot of really weird, stupid stuff, Trees. Like, you get lost a lot, and you've even got a map, but you still can't find your way. Mm. And and it's a mini-map on the upper right-hand corner of your screen, so it's really easy to find. And they do something kind of ingenious, something I think other games should do. You got the mini-map, but if you hold down right bumper, it expands the map to your whole screen. Okay. So, like, it's a quick way to, like, open the map without having to go through the menus and, like, a pause screen and stuff. Um, It highlights all collectibles and important areas. Like, oh, there's something to see here on the mini-map, so you don't have to, like, hunt for stuff, really. Hmm. There are notes and and collectibles and lots of weird stuff. Uh, Weird sexual, tribal uh, fertility statues to find. Lots of dicks. Lots of dicks. Um... (laughs) Weird messed up stuff. People who have like had flesh ripped off their backs and burned and stuff like that, crying on the ground and stuff like that. You swim through blood. Um, again, you're ripping hearts out like your Mularam and in Temple of What Doom. is your goal in this game again? You're supposed to just get through hell and you're supposed to make the white queen or the red queen happy. And she is this really gorgeous redhead, like auburn haired girl who's buck naked just running around telling you she's real hot for you but she wants you to get to her okay and you have no idea what yeah other than that you're not really given anything and you are a person who apparently did something terrible i'm getting little hints like you know what you did and when you ask him what you did he burns up um and uh and you're just trying to kind of make your way through this area, but the me ripping hearts out of people is just me trying to accomplish the goal of getting, you know, enough hearts to open this door on the, by putting them on the scale. But then there's weird, stupid traps. Like, I walked into this area. I'm just walking through, right? Uh, it's a walking simulator, so it's not about moving very fast. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking through and all of a sudden the ground from under me falls under and it's like, oh, why do you suck? And it restarts me on the whole beginning of the level. And I was like, huh, okay. So I don't want to do that. And so I, it took me a while to figure out the mechanics, but apparently those rocks just open up when I'm standing on them, but they close back up when I walk away from them. Okay. So they're just an area I'm not supposed to stand still on. Mm -hmm. They never tell you this. You have to die a couple times to learn. That's kind of how the game is. You have to just die a couple times to learn. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, so if you do leaps of faith, you die, and then 
I don't even think it's. I think it saves some of your collectibles, but it didn't seem to save all the collectibles, and I had to restart oh, no. everything. Yeah, and then when it started to get to the hiding and the possessing and fighting people and dying, you got all the way back to the beginning. I was like, um. So, uh, my wife did say, "Man, that is the grisliest shit I've ever seen," but it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It renders in full, uh, like I was playing it on my my high-res monitor, you know, uh, and she goes, that monitor looks fantastic and that game looks fantastic, but Jesus Christ, what you're seeing in it is just gross. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at pictures of it now, so. It's, it's a thing. Mm. I think if it was more fun to play, I'd care more, but the shock value is lost on me. Right. I've watched Faces of Death, like I, I'm not looking for that. I don't mind good splatter, right? Like, I like Resident Evil. I don't mind good splatter and, like, horror. Right. Right? But, like, and you know I love, you know, all those games that try to make you shit your drawers. So, like, you know, I like uh, Outlast and stuff like that. Like, I like good scare you horror. But you've got to make a game that's fun to play. Right. And I think that is this game's problem. They were so focused on the details and a game that, like plays the way they want to but i think they're preoccupied with giving you stuff to do that they lost track of is doing any of this stuff fun Mm -hmm. and maybe they didn't even care because when they were testing it and their beta testers were like i don't know if this is really fun they're like well the game's called agony and you're walking through hell maybe it's not supposed to be fun and i'm like okay well if that's the thing (laughs) then i don't really want to do this right (laughs) right so huh yeah, and you know, I I'm just at that point in my life trees where I'm I was amused like like fascinated by it, like wonder what the hell this is and now that I know I'm like, okay, now I know. Yeah, I'd never be I'm looking at screenshots. I'd never be like this is how I want to spend my time. Know what I mean? Oh my. It could be how I want to spend my time, but the game didn't play as well as I wanted it to. Yeah. And there are other games that could be a better fit for me in the horror genre, in my opinion. And I don't even know if they're going for the horror genre. What if making a game like this messes you up? Like, I couldn't look at this stuff. Because when you're crafting a game like this... They say Mortal Kombat did that for those guys who crafted the fatalities. They say it messes with them. It messes with them, but at the same time, it... it, uh, I don't know. Those those characters are more... It's cartoony... But it's so gross. You know, though, Clive Barker, Clive Barker, I, I believe he's alive, but he might have died, unfortunately. But either way, Clive Barker did a lot of this stuff with Hellraiser. Yeah. And like, I actually like the Hellraiser movies. A lot of people don't like those, and I understand it. Because no. it's this weird hybrid between like uh, uber violence and sexual kink. Yeah. And I get that. Like, I do, to be clear, I don't get any sexual draw out of this like in fact my wife walked by and saw me talking to a girl who's fully naked who then burst into flames and like you hear her scream and turn into a burnt flesh and all that stuff and like my wife never once she said like that seemed jarring but she never once said oh my god that girl's naked although i think my wife's not like she's used to occasional nudity and video games just being a thing now right like it's just a thing now yeah Especially if you play PC games. So I just don't think it phases her. It doesn't phase me. So I don't get anything sexual out of Hellraiser or this. But, you know, like, I I 
think it's just it's one of those things like again i don't think it messed up clive barker but it's one of and, and he did a lot of that imagery hr giger too they're just weird guys yeah. they just sexualize torture and to the snm b and d community like that's a thing but uh but yeah i and I don't know where this fits, right? Because this is not that, but this is this is in the Hellraiser genre. This one, I would this say one weird shit, man. I'm, I'm still looking at screenshots, and I haven't seen the weirdest stuff, right? Like I've only seen the beginning, but I don't think I'm going to see this game any further, honestly. Yeah, it it doesn't look fun. Like the like this doesn't look like a good time to me. Look at these pictures. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, but like the Evil Within was a lot like that, right? It was weird, fucked up, wet, squishy imagery, but it was fun to play. Yeah, see, I don't so, want to play. I don't want to play that either. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, it it just wasn't for me. Um, and I probably won't give it another shot. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I think I'm just. I think I'm just Ooh. done. So we'll turn these off. Got pitches. Yeah, yeah. You probably shouldn't look don't, at that don't anymore. Like that. Um, don't like it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at it all. But yeah, so. So, um, I got to go back and look, but, uh, I've got a, I, I forgot what my next B game is. I've written them down on yeah. the list, so it'll be a surprise next nice. week. Uh, but I look forward to playing a B game, but, uh, that's, that's about it. Sweet. Um, and if yeah. you'll notice no Genesis talk this year, this week for me, no Genesis yeah. purchases this week. I did. I snuck in some streets of rage, but yeah, that wasn't your doing. Nope. I, 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 you know, I haven't really even been on eBay. I just been busy. So the, yeah, I've, I've learned that the menacer, if you <laughs> want a working menacer, you're going to pay a hundred bucks for it. And that's too rich for my blood trees. So yeah. I've just got to save search on and I'm leaving it be. Yeah. I also almost pulled the trigger on a brand new sealed copy of ring fit adventure oh, that was at the low, low price of $175. Oh, you could turn that eBay. around quick too. Yeah. What did that go? Did and you follow that? Did it sell for that? Uh, it's still up right now. You can go get mm. it uh, if you wanted no. to. Uh, it was free shipping. It's a guy in Galveston, Texas. Um, you can tell he just got his hands on a sealed copy and heard that they were popular. And he just found what I think a lot of people are selling it at $199 right now with like $20 shipping. And he was like, what price could I throw up where I just know I'll sell What's it? it? And like people won't What's ask it questions. Cost? And he has What's it cost if it? you found one in the normal? What are those things? So right now the price is between two hundred and three hundred dollars. No, but I mean if you found one in a store, oh, like if, if retail yeah. seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. So and right now it's two to three hundred, and then PlayAsia.com has a bunch of the Japanese version, which allows you to set your language. So no matter what region you buy it in, it's all the same region. And as you know, the carts are region free. Mm-hmm. Play Asia, if you want to buy from a reputable store that's like a retail place, I do not endorse them. I'm just mentioning that I saw them there. You can buy Japanese copies that are in stock, ready to ship right now for 200 So if you want to buy from a retail store, that's about where they're at. So I, I think um, I got such an uh, endorphin release from my X-Band that I'm mm-hmm. just spent still. I haven't... I need to, uh, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm and content. with my Saturn, I'm real good so, too. You know, honestly, I think the next game I want to look for is uh, they made Out of This World for the Genesis. 
They did. Yeah. AKA another word another for word. you Europeans. And, um, you know, it, but you have Heart of the Alien. You don't need that. Well, I don't have the Genesis card though, which is odd. It's a really cool it's a, case. It's to an be odd looking. You, but... Yeah. It's an odd looking. It stands out. It's very unique. It's not your red no. Genesis on the um, left. But to case. find that with the manual in the game is. It's hard to find, and if you do Trees. find one, they're pretty oh. expensive. Tree, you don't need that shit. <laughs> You've got Heart of the Alien. That's harder to find. For the record, if people don't know, Heart of the Alien was the sequel mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Out uh, to Out of This World slash Another World. And if you bought the Sega CD copy like Trees has, it gives you out of this world slash another world on the disc. So Trees already owns this game. Not, not the Genesis cartridge though. <laughs> Which I know. But, yeah. It's a great cart. I'm not it's the reason I, like, the reason I played it. Like Rocket Knight and Dragon's Fury, it is a very unique cart. You know, the, or sorry, case The art. reason I bought, uh, I didn't buy it. The reason I uh, played a lot of my brother's Super Nintendo was because they released Out of This World on that. And I wanted to play it. They did. And it was a great. <laughs> so I never even knew it was for the Genesis until a lot, lot later. And I, I kind of would like it. I think it originally was. Didn't Jordan Mechner originally port it there first? He's, he built it on the Amiga. That yeah. was the original home. But I think the first thing he did was, I believe Jordan Mechner's the des- designer. And I believe the next thing he did was port it over to. Gen- Mega uh, Drive or Genesis. Mega Drive Genesis, yeah. yeah. It would have been Mega Drive because he's European. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea that it was on there, and now I sort of want it because it's odd looking. It's a cool little game. <laughs> it really is. But that it is right. It's like mm-hmm. a five minute game, but it takes you forever to learn how to beat it. Yeah. Or I want Rise Rise yeah. of the Dragon for the Sega CD, which is not a hard find. It's not, it is a, it's a no, cheap game. That one's, so it's not, not yeah, hard. I picked that up for 20 yeah. bucks not long ago and it was complete. Well, I'm mad because so. it was at my local shop for 20 bucks. But mm-hmm. obviously now with the situation, I can't get that. Fuck, I didn't yeah. think about that. So, yeah. you know. Anyways, that, yeah. but again, I'm not itching. I, I lost the itch for a little bit. It will return, but take a little breather. That's all. I went hot Trees and heavy. Lost the itch. Yeah. <laughs> but bad yeah. joke. Um, but that's it. Yeah. That's, you know. there cool. You there you go. So, all right. Well, then I guess we'll call it. But yeah, yeah. I, for some reason, I feel very complete right now. Right? Like I'm looking at stuff because I'm a consumer. Yes. Like I'm looking at sales. Mm-hmm. Like May the fourth. I, you know what trees? I was looking at both of my copies of Rogue One and Episode mm-hmm. Seven, and I did, you know, kind of what uh, <laughs> I think I've talked about this, but I did kind of what uh, um, Beardy McWhiskey has always joked about. He goes, whenever you buy a Blu-ray, first thing you do is you open up the case and you throw the DVD ar- away. And I had actually taken the DVDs out of those <laughs> and given them to my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom doesn't buy or rent movies ever. So I was like, you should watch the new Star Wars movies. You check these out. And she actually watched them and enjoyed them. But I gave her the DVDs, just told her to keep them. And uh, so I've got an empty slot in both of those. I was like, I, I really want to buy those 4Ks. And they were on sale yesterday. And I do want them in my collection eventually. But I was just like, eh, I just don't feel compelled to spend money mm-hmm. right now. I've got it. You can separate me from it on certain circumstances 
Like I bought uh, on Humble Bundle, they have the entire run of The Walking Dead in comic book form, digital comic yeah. book form for 18 bucks nice. right now. Whole run, start to finish. I was like, okay, as a comic book guy, I'll pick that up. I prefer to have the graphic novels, but it's like 250 bucks at its cheapest. I'll pay 18 bucks to just have it. I'm not even a big Walking Dead fan, but to have the digital versions, sure, fuck it. So like you can part me from my money. Right. Right, but like I'm not looking to spend money, and so yeah, I've like perused stuff here and there, but just nothing, nothing blew me away. Nothing blew me away right it's now. It's okay. Yeah, it will. Something will. It'll come. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting kind of tempted to buy those Final Fantasy 13, two and three, because they're X enhanced and they're on sale think, right now for nine bucks. Think how excited I'll be. When I fi- when my GameStop finally opens up, <laughs> yeah, that should be soon. Well, the dust. Unless our, do you guys do you guys know when you're opening no. up? We just got the okay. starting tomorrow. Mm, okay. We have a statewide uh, law going effect that you have to wear a mask. Oh, so you guys are kind of <laughs> cropping. You guys are tightening up. So. Starting tomorrow. Yeah, we don't make we don't make you wear masks, and we're actually opening up in certain areas. But our specific yeah. area is is staying on lockdown. So, so yeah, I don't know when I'll get my remake if it's even there. It's in a box. <laughs> yeah. It's probably still in the alley out back in a box. It never got it didn't probably. make it into the building. God damn it! Uh, I know a GameStop. Uh, uh, manager she's local and she i don't know her personally like i know like she'd know my face if she saw me but it doesn't look like she's gonna see my face anytime soon um but she's on twitter and i actually follow her on twitter because she just randomly tweets shit that gamestop probably would prefer she didn't right. tweet just about store operations yeah. nothing scandalous but she just tweets like a person who just talks about their work like mm-hmm. you and i do and um she is a manager and she mentions having to go into her store and do some maintenance and this and that and the other. So I think they're having the managers go in and just like receive shipments and stuff like that right okay. now. It's in there. I still got my receipt yeah. on my fridge. I told my family, do not touch this receipt. It's my golden ticket. It's the only <laughs> proof I have. You know that shit is safe in their the systems, only, man. They've emailed I don't you. care. <laughs> I do not. I, I'm walking in with that receipt someday. I believe. All right. God, you're what's wrong with the world. You're those people who think that if you buy a tangible disc, that you get that that it means the game will play. Listen, man, which is not true. I will slam that receipt down on the counter and real forcefully with my ind- my po- point at it and just keep pointing at it. Look at right there. Look at that shit. Look, Look at, at that. It. The fuck is that, huh? You know what that right? is? I'm yeah. not gonna pay a lot for this muffler. God damn it! I will tell you this though, trees. Um, I think I'm. If I buy a console this this holiday season, this won't be a long story. But if I buy a console this holiday season, I'm pretty sure it'll be the Series X. This Thursday, I get to see oh, graphics, but that's right. not gonna change my mind yet much. That's what? right. I forgot this Thursday they're showing some shit. Well, and not only that, but. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 has been announced that it's the uh, X Anywhere thing mm-hmm. where if you buy it on Xbox, uh, it'll play to whether it's an S, an X, or an SX, it'll play the the highest quality it can based off of one purchase. And they just announced that new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Valhalla 
is going to be in the right. same boat because of course it is because of course Ubisoft is like, is there a launch coming up? We got you games. Listen, <laughs> say what you will, but they got that the launch shit on lockdown. Like, yeah. They, oh yeah. They, Ubisoft will they, always usher in they your roll launch. Roll the fucking dice. All right. Where other people wait and see, Ubisoft rolls the fucking dice. They did it with the Wii. <laughs> With that fucking slashing Western game, what whatever the game that was uh, for the week, remember uh, that gun? No, it wasn't gun. For oh, the week, for the remember Wii? it was like something showdown or oh, sunset. Remember it was like yeah. a samurai Western type. You could you know, red steel. Red steel. I was way off. Yeah. And then uh, no, you the were Wii right. U. They had zombie U, which was awesome. They had zombie U. Yeah. Say what you will, make fun of them, but they roll the fucking dice. Yeah, no, they'll get it. you. They'll get you at any launch. Well, <laughs> and before people freak out, my reason for buying the SX does not have to do with this upgrade thing because everything is pointing that Sony will do the same thing. I hope they do. Um, even if I'm not getting a PS5, I hope they do because that's good business and we need to set the record that you buy one game once now that we're on digital storefronts or tangible storefronts even. You buy the game once mm -hmm. and you just carry it around to your fucking system. Jesus Christ. Like if you have a PS5, you get the PS5 version. If you have a PS4, you get the PS4 version. You bought the game. Um, but yeah, we'll see that. But uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I was seeing that. So Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so... Things are ramping up, and Last of Us is coming this summer. So. I'm ready. You know, my, yeah, games are coming. Now out. that I um, duct tape my the innards of my PS4, that thing's rocking and rolling, yeah. boy. I have no issues. There you go. All right. Yeah, that the, the games are starting to come out. It's going to happen. So, um, but yeah, I got to wrap up Spider Man. I got to wrap up Spider Man because I think I'm gonna do May which I'm already into as cleanup. I need to go back to a handful well, of games that I quit. Like I, uh, I do notice that Spider-Man like Automata and see if Spider-Man in control are timed games on PS now. So mm -hmm. I did notice that it's like 120 days. It says how many days I laughed up. It, it says, uh, play it now. It leaving soon. But it's actually like, it looks like 90 days or something. They're on there. Something. So, See, I own them, yeah. so we're good. But yes, I'm with you. Yeah, you got to get on that. Got to get on that. This is weak. So. I think I'm going to beat Spider-Man. By next time we talk, I will probably have finished Spider-Man. I'm going to make it a goal to try to do the same. I don't think I will, but mm -hmm. whatever. And just with everybody else out there, I'm trying to make other content. No one's really asking about it. I really want to do the lecture series and do various other things. I will tell you that, as you can tell, I've been kind of burned out. And when I be playing these games, I'm not playing them for this podcast. I'm playing them to unwind. Whereas a podcast, on the other hand, not this podcast, a lecture series podcast is actually another hobby work. Mm -hmm. And that's what is delaying it. So sorry, guys. But mm -hmm. it is what it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then, I think we'll call it a week. Uh, so to everyone out there, happy gaming. And we will see you next week for episode 15, Trees. Episode 15. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, happy gaming. <laughs>